I literally based my whole like a chunk of my life on what someone else thought and they probably don't even fucking remember saying it they probably thought it for no. two seconds yeah and they probably were like haha fat ass and yeah. then thought <laughs> and then i saw it was yeah. in my head for years i bet that was rough man it was rough yeah. it wasn't nearly as fun as i thought it was gonna be yeah. just because i didn't know what i was doing i, I don't know if i told you so i was um I was in a parking lot, and mm. so I've been sleeping in Walmart parking lots most of the time, which ends up being, like, normal. Like, every, that's what everyone does, apparently. Yeah. Unless you live in the West, where there's, like, land that's free you can live on. It's yeah. called BLM land. You can just park in the middle. Like, you can just park off, off the side of the street in the middle of nowhere, and it's fine. But you can't really do that in the normal world. So I have to find, like, Walmarts or whatever. So I, it was, like, the fifth day, and I'd be parking in, in the back of the Walmart parking lot, where all the RVs park, the trailers park. It's all good. Mm. But then I saw on the side, it's this auto center. Oh, and sure. I was like, that's easy. That's that's probably good, you know? Yeah. People probably park their cars there every night to, to get worked on. Oh, yeah. Fucking, I'm sitting there editing. Midnight rolls around, and I'm like, ah, oh, I kind of want a snack. Pop up to the front of the car, and I see this guy pull up, and I was like, yes, whatever happens sometimes. But then he parks right next to me. There's no other cars in the oh, vicinity. So I'm like, creepy, bro. all right. And then I see his door open, and I was like, all right, what does this guy want? And then I looked, and then I was like, is that a white truck? And then I was like, is that a tow truck? And then I was like, that is a tow truck, and I literally so I drive the Prius. Yeah. Hopped on the front. He was turning around to get his stuff to tow my car, I and sure I pulled didn't. out of there. Yeah, I he didn't even know. Because yeah. I I looked in the rearview mirror. I'm like a hundred yards away at this point, and I see him going like this. Turns around, he goes. Uh. <laughs> like he literally <laughs> did not hear the car. I was like, Dude. yo, that's nuts. Nah, I mean that's fucking. Some, oh that's my some god. Good ass luck, bro. It really like, was. Yeah, it, it was. Could you so imagine lucky. like if you like fell asleep and then all of a sudden you're moving? <sighs> oh Dude, god. I would be shit. That would have sucked. That yeah. would have really sucked. That would have been awful. Yeah, that would have been a tragedy. But yeah. anyways, we'll uh, we'll get this podcast. We'll get this little thing started. Okay. Um, welcome back to your George, everybody. It's Cage, your guide. If you're placing a voice inside your head for now, giving you a break from the constant turn monologue that is. The human mind. I want to say thank you first for listening, viewing, whatever platform you're on. If you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button, drop a like in this video, and George Clips at George Clips Instagram and TikTok. That's where you can find all the highlight clips. We got we got Mr. Seth Eaton here. He's long long time friend. I, he <laughs> went to high school with me, but I don't yep. think we really talked in high no, school. No, I don't know if we even met each other until we had after weightlifting, but that's it. Oh shit, yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I was a weirdo, so it's fine. I don't remember. I I don't think I ever thought you were weird in high school. I just don't think we like talked <laughs> in high school. I was too busy trying to be cool. Yeah. I was way too busy trying to be I cool. Know, dude, you were big. like, you were with Emery like the whole fucking time, man. No one could talk to you. It was like, I remember, it, I I hung out with that. You know that really big dude named Biscuit? Nah. Okay. Well, he would like just start fucking rapping for no reason. Like <laughs> the man, he could spit, but like I hung out with him and this dude named Curtis and Rodney. That was who I lifted with. But I yeah, I, I know you and uh Tyler. Yeah, me and T Walk, me yeah. and T Walk pushed it on the bench press. Oh, yeah. Shout out T Walk. We both hit two, two plates yep. that, that year. I remember that. And then I hung out with Ryan McDonald. Oh, yeah. A little bit, and then uh, yeah, I was with Emery the whole time. Mm. I'm curious though, what what was your? Did you even know who who I was? Or did you care who I was in high school? I don't, I don't know. So I thought you were like just a douchey soccer player. I mean, I, I pretty didn't much know was. You. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I pretty much was. I had no idea who you were. Yeah. Like, I just was like, that man's fucking ripped. That's pretty much it. Was I ripped in high school? Yeah. I remember. I can't remember. I remember. I was just like, 
Dude, because you and Tyler were hitting two plates, and I was at, like, 215, and I was like... You were hitting 215? Yeah, I was close. Damn, I, was I like, didn't know that. I need to catch up to these fuckers, <laughs> but, like, no, I couldn't. No, not, not in the... Because, t- like, you know, running track and... Mm. That shit wasn't it. That, you know. I forget in high school because I know I still was the same person in high school, but I definitely put out a front and I wasn't even aware. Like, yeah. I, I was trying to be so cool, but I never felt like I was being a jerk. Uh-huh. It just came off like that. Because I remember Sydney Hilburn. <laughs> Do you remember her? Oh, yeah, yeah. She was one of my best friends. And I remember one time we were we were sitting around and uh, someone asked us if we had like, hooked up or something. So we were driving back to the school because we had a game that night. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, I was like, yo, would you... Just out of curiosity, would you ever, like, why Why would you not date me if there yeah. was a reason? She was like, honestly, I would. She's like, you just turn into a dick sometimes. Like, Damn. she's like, you don't even mean to. You just, depending on who you're around, you just, like, gravitate toward wanting to hang out with them and fit that yeah. group or whatever. And I didn't even know. Yeah. And that was the first time I ever, like, had, like, a reality shock where I was like, Damn, I thought I was cool. I thought yeah. I, everyone liked me. But a lot of people didn't like me. Dalton's ex hated me. Was that Abby? Teresa. Oh, Teresa. Yeah, no, Teresa dude, hated me. Funny fucking story about that chick, bro. I did like, <laughs> she hated me too, cause like. Why? Yeah. <laughs> so she followed me on Instagram, and I was like, "Who the fuck is there's a linker?" Cause I read it like that, cause I didn't, <laughs> I didn't read it like Teresa. And then I was like, I saw that I followed her back, and I was like, "Oh, she's dating Dalton." I was like, "Dalton, you, why are you dating someone named Theresa?" He goes like, "You fucking dumb ass." Like, no, it's Teresa. And then, oh, God. yeah, I remember walking up to her and being like, "What's up, there's a." And, uh, you did not. You didn't even I know her. Like, no, <laughs> I was just like, "That's my buddy's girl." I'm gonna say hi. Oh, you, okay, know? Okay. you know what I mean? But like, Damn. oh, you were so you were friends with Dalton in oh, high yeah. school. Yeah, me, dude, me and that man, work at uh, Swindoll's class. Like, bro, we were like Swindle. borderline. Like, I don't know. We shouldn't have been in there because we were like <laughs> we would be we would be in the back of the class, and uh, like he'd be teaching. And I would just look at him, and he'd look at me, and then I would just bang my hand on the wall. <laughs> and then I'd wait for him to do it. And then we would just keep doing it the whole class until I got moved. What? Yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were weird. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was Yeah, so you've chilled out since then, because we, we took a nutrition class together. Oh, yeah. Take a couple classes together in college. So we oh, both yeah. went to CFC, shout out, College Charleston. Yeah. And, and, yeah. yeah. We done there, though. You done yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we, we, we finished it out. We finished out strong, but we had nutrition class, and we were pretty chill in that class, I would say. We were loud. Yeah. Um, but we yeah. still made good grades, yeah. so she liked us. That was always my the way I got out of stuff in high mm. school and college. I was like, even if I messed around... And I was like trying to be like in high school, I probably was trying to be just cooler or whatever. But at least I got A's, so the teachers didn't really care. Yeah. Um, same with Kerlick, like she was dope. She liked us because we got good grades, or we made average grades. Wait, who? Kerlick, oh. Professor K, and nutrition. Oh, okay, that was her name. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't yeah, yeah. Name. She yeah. chilling. She was cool. Yeah. She, she was, she was cool. cool. We messed around. We. Yeah. For what we did, we were loud as fuck. So I remember um, Devin's sister was in that class. So. Ali. Yeah. So in the corner. Isabel. Yeah. Isabel. Oh, shit, Yep. Shout out Isabel. Yep. Dude, nutrition class was dope. We uh, That was the same <laughs> year we walked around. I don't know much. For, I can't remember anything about nutrition class specifically, but I remember that semester we got, I think that was the that was before environmental. Mm. Yeah, so we were like, we had just started hanging out like every day because we saw each other almost every day. Yeah. So we started walking because I told you about my 10,000 cal- 10, steps challenge oh, yeah. thing. And you were like, all right, I'm hopping on that. Oh, yeah. So we just walked around for like an hour and a half before class. And that was dope. Sweating, yeah, sweating. That was a... Uh... I remember, dude, my knee, like, because I was, like, a year out of surgery, and 
I was like, man, this is hard, bro. My knee was like stiff by the end. And I was like just praying for class to come, dude. Because <laughs> I was like, I just want to sit down. But I mean, it was cool. We always remember that one lady with like the cane that would walk She's in She's still here. And that, and that, and that girl in the, in the bottom. Bro. You remember her? Uh, yeah. I wish I knew her name. She was so pretty. She was. She was so pretty. Very pretty. That was a good, that was a good spot to be yeah. walking. It was a good spot, unless that lady came, the uh, the the hiker. Girl. Yeah, that, yeah. She she still strange. walks around Charleston. I mean, if I if I'm downtown, I see her every yeah. time. She's got her hiking stick, yeah, or, or whatever it is. I want to I want to talk to her. I just I don't know. Like, what would you even like? Yeah, I just want to know what she's doing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to know. I'm like, yo, yeah. You got like a book bag and a cane. The same exact clothes for the past year mm-hmm. every day. I'm trying to figure out what what's the deal. I'm like, are you are you a student? Are you just here? Are you homeless? Like, I just want to know. Just curious. I don't know. That, I mean, that would be... Dude, I am... Um, it's really, like, interesting to talk to, like, homeless people. Um, Have I, you? Yeah. I, uh, when I was working at King of Pops, I was um, I was at Quicksilver, and there was this homeless man. And I was like... He was like, hey, man, you have any, like, money or food? And I was like, I mean, I got Popsicles, bro. Do you want, like, you want a Popsicle? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll, uh, whatever I don't sell, like... Whatever ones that like are unpopular, I'll just give you the whole box, and you can. I mean, they'll oh. probably be melted, but you can have them. And um, so he was just chilling next to me, and I was like, "Man, like, what even happened to you, bro? Like, how did this happen? Like, cause I always see these people, and like, I like my instant reaction is always to like just don't look at them, you know, keep walking. You know, I mean, that's just the way it is. But um, he was like, I got laid off, and. That's pretty much all I remember because it was a few years ago. But I know he got laid off and like it wasn't right, pretty much. And he was just like trying to get by because he didn't have any family in Charleston, no way back or anything to where he was. But yeah, it was an interesting conversation. It, it was like it really opened my eyes because like now when I see a homeless person, I'm like, okay, like this is a person, no matter what like they're going through. And even if they're like scratching their neck, you know, like asking for money. Cause you know, obviously like when one's on drugs and when one isn't, it's like, I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> once I'm just like, I'm one person came up to me and I was just like, fuck off. No, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Like I, she like knocked on my window. I just looked at her. I was like, no, no shoe, shoe fly. Like, it's, a, it's a really, I wish there was more open, uh, communication but like knowledge about that whole just world because i just don't know i don't know and like is in the same way like the tip industry like Mm -hmm. in the service industry like i don't know which services i'm supposed to tip because i just there's no like plaque where it's like yo you're supposed to tip these types of people and like these types of jobs and same with homeless like i just don't know what the criteria is for like me going okay this is someone that I could actually help, or is this someone I'm just gonna like buy drugs as soon as I give them three dollars? Yeah. Like you just don't know, and like I feel like, because especially with especially with drugs and like drug dealers, like twenty years ago, drug dealers, all the all the adults thought drug dealers were these like ghetto people, like yeah. running around shooting people. But now drug dealers are like people who look like you and me. Yeah. You know, like oh, one yeah. of my best friends. Never mind. I'm not gonna say yeah, it. Yeah, so, like, no, yeah. Know. So it's just normal you. people. Yeah, normal. And yeah. so people have this old stigma, and I'm I'm thinking that maybe the homeless stigma isn't nearly as like crappy as we think it is. Like no. maybe it's just normal people and they're just really trying to get by. Yeah. I mean, it will, it's like, it's, it's kind of like where they've been brought up in a way. Cause like, you know, I mean like if they grew up in the bad side of downtown and you know, who knows what they've been through, you know what I mean? And it's just like, 
it's completely it's a completely different world if you grew up on like america street downtown or if you grew up in fucking drayton hall you know mm. what i mean like you're gonna see different stuff you're gonna hear different stuff you're gonna like behave different ways because like you don't know i don't know it's just like there's a lot of unknowns whenever you see someone like that and i really think it's just like up to you in the moment like are you gonna decide like hey maybe i will spot this person like five bucks or like i don't know it's really like you just gotta decide in the moment like who you are like who you're gonna be i guess in a way but true yeah i don't know there's this one song by like kendrick lamar and it's like this dude that's like um it's like how much does a dollar cost and it's like talking about like he like walks up to a gas station and there's this guy and like he's asking for a dollar and it's like this homeless man is like metaphorically god and now it's just really cool it's like how much does like a dollar truly cost to like give it to someone that like may or may not need it true you know what i mean it's it's really interesting stuff you know that is true yeah i the only the only i guess the only thing that holds me back sometimes from well one i never have cash on me but like Mm -hmm. also i just i just am a big believer and if you really want something you can make that happen and i and i know that there's privilege they're speaking just because of how i was raised i always have like a backup i was happy that could help me yeah. and i understand that there are people who don't have any connections any family anyone to like get help but there are stories of like immigrants who come in with absolutely oh, yeah. nothing and they make it happen so i know it's possible oh, yeah, it and so sometimes when i see people just hanging on this if it's the same person like in charleston like the same people at the same place mm. over and over again i'm like yo you could probably find another way here oh, other yeah. than begging you know so that's the only thing that sometimes holds me back so i'm like why don't you just wash cars or something I mean, you, there's like youtube videos of this guy he's like okay i have a dollar he goes mm-hmm. i'm gonna start with this dollar and in two months i'm gonna make this like six thousand dollars and they'll just yeah. they'll wash cars then they'll like get a lawnmower and like just work their way up and maybe that's because they have like a higher intelligence or maybe they like learned learned about finance or whatever mm-hmm. um but i still believe i'm like yo if you really want to get out of this rut that you're in i was like you can do it it's just gonna it's gonna cause it's it just requires that like i'm up against the wall and i need to do something about it yeah and some people just never get to that point they just are like oh this is fine i'm comfortable yeah they're they're like i guess they're stuck in like the cycle of like addiction and that stuff's really hard to kick especially especially like if it's the only thing that like helps you get by or like you know if you are homeless and you're addicted to crack or heroin or something like that it's like okay your only focus is the cracker heroin. Like you don't give a fuck about anything else because like, that's how strong those like drugs are. Like, you know, it's just, it's, it's messed up, man. I I feel so like pitiful towards them because it's like, if I give you this, I know what you're going to do with it. But if I don't give you this, like you're just going to keep struggling. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's almost no way. Like the only way they can be helped is by them realizing like yo yeah i gotta do something and it's really hard and i, I haven't been addicted to like a, a substance that intense mm-hmm. but i have gone through like an addictive phase where i'm like it is really hard to oh, yeah. know you're in that cycle even yeah. until after and you're like damn <laughs> like, i'm addicted right now yeah right? Like, i mean it's not fun it's it's hard but, and with those drugs specifically they take you out you oh, know yeah. if you if you're on heroin you take a hit of heroin you're out for the next yeah. x amount of hours until oh, yeah. you wake up and you need it again mm-hmm. and so that's a scary place to be in and I, yeah it's definitely easier to talk about when you're never tried it yeah yeah but damn yeah damn yeah no 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 
I, 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 I couldn't I couldn't do a drone. It's just not worth like the the risk and the reward ratio for me. Mm-hmm. It's just not it's just not there. Like no, psychedelics no, is different because well one I've tried psychedelics, but I also have researched and know they're not really addictive. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I know some people can. I actually know some people who have been addicted to acid, but for me, I just can't. Like I, t- I take something once and it's like I need like months yeah. to recover. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm uh, same same here. Yeah. Are you? I forget if if we talked about if you're open to talk about psychedelics oh, yeah. and stuff like because oh, yeah. i know dalton he he was open to talk about it but he was like <laughs> he's maybe going to be a lawyer or a sports broadcaster okay. so he was so we talked about, i was like oh so i brought something up he was like well well i've never tried it and i was like oh right yeah uh in a oh. like in a, in a dream if you had and he's like well i haven't done it and i was like all right okay <laughs> so i don't know do you do you care we don't have to like go into specifics of whether you have we can cut all this stuff okay we can i mean we could just talk about it and then and we whatever. we can we'll just say like in a hypothetical we'll just okay, start everything hypothetical. with hypotheticals yeah. Every, everything one we don't do this stuff this is purely hypothetical never it's never happened it never. this is all this is all hypothetical like um hypothetically years ago i took it hypothetically hypothetically yeah so none of this none of this stuff you're about to hear about psychedelics has ever been actually taken it's just all for fun yeah just stories we saw on youtube yeah you know like but the, if you yeah. had taken Okay. A, a substance of psychedelic nature yes. and it happened to have been acid i guess then okay. uh what what was your first experience why did you take it what was the, se- the situation okay. setting so i was 14 and i was depressed and my buddy who was living with me um and he got mushrooms and we were um he was like hey man like do you want to take these like it's it's fun like you'll you'll really like it and i was like yeah i mean why not like i was like because i was depressed you know i was like there's i had like i was like stuck in this like uh stage where like literally like the only thing that would like could bring me out of my i don't know depression i guess was like weed and right like right before that i like remember like i started smoking and then i would get like panic attacks and anxiety and so like i was like well i can't do this anymore but i still had that like sadness inside of me and i don't know like where it came from i don't know how to like i I didn't know like how to get rid of it or anything and so my buddy like you know he had the shrooms and stuff he like cut them up and we took it and i was like an an hour in and i was like okay like this is cool like i'm starting to shake a little bit like i'm getting a little (laughs) nervous i'm like what is this gonna be like what if i start seeing demons or something you know because i'm like a kid like i don't know and um it was really great I like. Do you remember how much you took? I just it was just a gram. Okay. Yeah, just a gram, and uh, but man, it was very. uh, I remember just like staring at the ground. No, it was the sky. Oh my god, it was the sky. I was like laying on my back porch and just looking up, and I saw this like, like, constellation. But like, it wasn't like anything I've ever seen before. It was like, it looked like an angel, but like. I guess my eyes were making it look like that, obviously, but I was like, holy shit, like, this is crazy. And then I looked to my right, and I saw this tree, and it looked like the Fibonacci sequence, like, spiral. Oh, shit. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what is happening? And then we went in my, like, yard, and I had my flashlight out, and I was, like, hitting the grass with the flashlight, and so the shadows were, like, dancing mm. behind them. And I was like, man, like, this stuff's really, like wow i love this like life is cool again like this i feel like a kid like this is amazing and then ever since then i've like 
I've like had like stages where I've been like like that depression has like revisited and it's like come up but ever since then I've like kind of had a completely different outlook on life and like I like cherish like little moments and like I've learned to I don't know it, it's just really like it was really eye-opening yeah that that's the best way to describe it. it's just yeah. eye-opening and once you have that knowledge that you're like okay so that realm of existence is like real like I felt it and yeah. you can't Honestly, words can't do it justice. There's no way to fully exp- even when you're talking to someone who hypothetically has also done it. Mm-hmm. There's no way to actually put it into words because it's no. not it's not something it's verbal. It's a feeling or yeah. it's like a way of life that you can only uh, you can only experience it. And you know, there's mm-hmm. no way to bring it back no. unless you take it. Yeah. And so especially with something as intense as like DMT, you can't bring any of that back. You can just kind of remember what that was like, sort of. You just know it happened, you know? Yeah. And so that's, the, that's the, the frustrating part when you try it. If someone who hasn't tried it is either interested or just wants to know, there's no way to no. actually tell them, like, yo, weed is, is cool. Weed's great. Yeah, we love like weed, it. but it is not even remotely in the same. No. Like, it's just not the same. It's not a six to eight hour thing. No, know? and it just, it takes you completely out of this of this like way of thinking mm-hmm. and it op- because i mean i've done some research on psychedelics and like the science of it and it, it's supposed to like there's like the highways that your neurons travel on yeah. normally and the highways sort of blend together mm-hmm. all on one highway basically when yeah. you take a, a high amount of one of those psychedelic drugs and um you, you just start thinking differently and you start experiencing things differently lights are cool you know yeah. everything you do is cool the nature the trees are like moving and breathing that's something i always know is like the breathing yeah. especially with shrooms and i'm just like wow that is nuts all it did was bring me closer to like the natural world oh yeah man for me like uh i remember i was playing guitar when i was doing it and like dude oh my god i was like because like i i was like okay at it like i i, I wasn't the best guitar player i'm still not but like i like <laughs> i remember that was when i was like okay like i'm in love with this thing like this thing i i can like attach myself to this instrument and like project something and like make a noise that like makes me feel happy and i know it can make other people feel happy as i'm playing it so it was just like i don't know it really like sparked my interest in music and then like shortly after that i got a drum set too and i was just like i was like i am gonna learn like every i remember dude i was like i stopped tripping and i was like i'm gonna learn everything there is to know (laughs) ever i want to be the most smart like it wasn't like i wanted to try to be the smartest or anything i was just like i'm only gonna be alive for like 70 more years like truly like you know i mean i maybe live to 90 or something but like in that time frame like i need to learn everything i can before i go and that was like when like that moment in time was when i was like okay like let's start reading like i dived into like my grandma had a um a whole like library of these like old philosophers and like books like that and i remember i was reading like aristotle socrates like plato like nietzsche yeah man i was like i was like determined to figure out the meaning of life because like i was just like i need to figure the shit out because it was like bothering me i was like how the hell am i here like why am i here like all these questions that are just like every 14 year old kid's thinking of you know it's just do you ever come to a conclusion there um have you no no No, do you have any sort of ideas of like this might be it or um, at least gives you some contentment in that question. Well, I've become 
I mean, the more I the more I dived into it, the more I realized that there is none, and it's pretty much what you make. It's That's like, what I was about to say. I was yeah. going to say the the only ones that make sense after months and or years of like questioning it and finding different people's opinions on it. Mm-hmm. The only one I ever made sense was like we're just here and we're here to just see it all exactly. and experience it and do different things. And that's what I've noticed, especially once I went on this joyage of just saying fuck it to the nine to five, or I don't even know what this is, but I was like, just, just going yeah. after something instead yeah. of thinking about it. And then actually going on that conquest and seeing what it's like, that experience that came, brought me back. I was like, that's what, I mean, that's not what life is, but I was like, that's one of the things that is important in life is to go and do those things that you want. That way it's not in your head. You know, when it's yeah. always in your head, you don't know until you go. Like when I, when I went and I realized that, or I, I don't think at least that travel will solve any problem of mine. All the problems yeah. are inside me. Even if I go to Alaska or like Antarctica or somewhere where it would be amazing to be, mm-hmm. I'm still taking all those problems with me to Antarctica or to yeah. Alaska or Montana. So it's not like they're just going to be solved. Um, so I had to come up with like more realistic uh, expectations of what I was doing because when I first left I thought that traveling would just make me feel completely full satisfied in every way and not feel like I needed to do something or go somewhere and when it didn't do that after like four days I was like fuck and I felt like a not a depression but I was like super overthinking everything Yeah. and part of that I think has honestly like I don't I don't know anything that much about full moons and astrology but every time I have a freak out it's always the week of the full moon yeah so I don't know what it is, but I, I just remember saying, okay, so I need to dial back some expectations here to, like, almost nothing. So when was the moment in your life where you, like, did feel full? Hawaii, because yeah. I had full financial freedom. Mm-hmm. I got my taxes back that day, yeah. and I got, like, $4,000 or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, so I don't need to worry about paying for anything. I'm good. Like, I, don't, I couldn't run out of money if I tried. I only had, like, five days left. So that second week of Hawaii was amazing because I realized – when you don't have to stress about money, you don't need like a, a ridiculous amount of money. But if you're not stressing about money and you're in a place where you feel comfortable, yeah. I was like, that is a, a completely different existence because, I mean, the, the reason I want to move out of Charleston isn't because I think I'm going to find something in Montana. I just want to be in a place where I go outside and I'm truly comfortable and happy. Yeah. And I just don't have that here for whatever reason, if it's the culture. I'm not huge into the beach. Like I like mountains and stuff yeah. like that. So I think the culture and the vibe which is of me would fit better somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And that's more of what I'm looking for. Um, it's just a place where I'm like, yeah, I, I want to live here. Yeah. You know, like here, I, I don't want to live here. I don't like the weather. I don't really care much about the beach. It's a really high drinking town. In Charleston, yeah, and so I'm just it's not into that stuff. So not me either, man. I'm trying to leave, and yeah. then it's also as soon as I got back, uh, like a, a infestation <laughs> of bugs just attacked me or something. I don't. I woke Damn. up and I was like, all right, <laughs> oh, all <laughs> I was right. like, I sweet, just literally like a hundred bug bites or, or whatever this is. Yeah. So now I'm on roids, so I'm officially not natural. I'm on I'm on steroids, okay. some kind of antibiotic steroid up, to get juiced yeah juiced up, up to them. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, look at that. That's yeah. You've been working out, bro. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've been, I was hitting the weights really hard during the first part of the year. And then I started playing basketball a lot. And I don't know, I've kind of like shifted my like regiment to like, um, basketball, like twice a week and then weights like twice a week. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I just like, I really like, I love lifting and stuff, but I feel like 
fucking winning in a one-on-one is much more rewarding than it's fun it's way more squatting fun squatting like 315 or whatever i don't even do that kind of weightlifting anymore i, I yeah. completely scrapped all the heavy heavy lifting yeah me too yeah. i mean every I now and then i'll feel like pushing heavy but like not really mm-hmm. <laughs> like honestly like i don't care yeah yeah i already did all that i did like the heavy lifting oh yeah i hit the numbers i wanted to hit except for the one number i never hit was 315 on bench oh, i'm never gonna i'm just never gonna hit it yeah. it requires so much dedication to be able to put yeah. up weight like that and I got to 300, and that was the biggest I've ever been. That yeah. was the strongest I've ever been, and that was, like, all I did. So I was like, I understand what it takes to get that. I'm not willing to put in that no. work. I just don't care. Yeah. Uh, it's just a number at the end of the day. Yeah. It just makes yeah. me feel good, though. Like, for a while, I kind of, like, stopped working out entirely. Mm-hmm. And I always seem to come back. Even when I take breaks, yeah. I always seem to come back because it feels good to get in the gym sometimes. Even if you don't want to go and you show up. That's the best. Those are I find those are the best days when yeah. like you don't want to go and then you go and then like afterwards you're like I did that. You know? Especially for me on the roads. Like right now I have no job. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes it's nice to be in a place where, at least for me mentally, sometimes I'm I'm always like I need to be doing something or going somewhere or progressing in some way. The gym is like a what's it called when you're in between like here and uh, he- heaven uh, purgatory. Purgatory. It's yeah. like there's like a, a realm where like time doesn't exist. You know, yeah. where, like, you're in the gym and, like, no one's pushing you. You don't have to be here for 30 minutes or six hours. You can stay as long as you want. Yeah. You can – there's 100,000 machines in the gym. Mm-hmm. Like, you can literally just hang out all day in the gym. And, like, that, like, releases all this tension and pressure for me. Yeah. Because I'm here. I can do one set or I can do 50 sets. Mm-hmm. And, like, no one cares. Yeah. No one's looking at me. Everyone's just here to put in their work. Yeah. That's, like, the one big thing I took away because I started working out – twice a week at planet fitness because that's all i can do when i'm traveling you can only go twice a week to places that aren't your home gym yeah so i can only go twice a week so like when i'm there i'm like relishing that time yeah and i'm just like hanging out and it's weird like i had that weird realization where i was like damn everyone in this gym is just trying to get their couple hours of just me time yeah that's cool yeah that's really cool i love it yeah i love working out man i did i uh you should see me in some basketball, man. I've I've gotten fucking nasty. I'm your, not gonna your lie. Your knees? Uh, my the what? How are your knees, bro? They're all right. You know. Are they? I, yeah, they're not. Um, it's more so this one now, honestly. Like I I rolled this ankle a few times, and it just like. So your knee recovers, your ankle blows out. Yeah, like this one. <laughs> I don't know. I, it just like pops some. Like you can hear it. Oh wow. Yeah. It Does just, it hurt? It no. hurt. Oh, that's not. No, it just. I I think something's messed up with it. Do you stretch? Sometimes, yeah. I try to usually when I'm at, yeah no no okay. no when I'm at uh, my restaurant work or job or whatever <laughs> I'll uh, I'll just like go in the office and hang do my fifteen and then like spread one side fifteen the other side fifteen uh, you know pretty good yeah but that's about it for stretching I I really I'm, I'm not a stretcher but that's it though. I remember we, when we were walking on the uh, the little track oh, yeah. and I was like trying to show you some I forget if it was stretches or if I was trying to show you. <laughs> It was knee stuff because we both mm-hmm. had gone through knee surgeries and yeah. stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, this is like one of the things we – because you were doing like physical therapy yeah. while we were – like you were doing like lunges. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and I would just sit there with you. Yeah. I remember <laughs> but, that. Oh, my God. Do you miss Do you miss College Charleston at all? Like do you miss anything about the college experience that you're not seeing now? No. Nothing? I don't I, – I hated it. <laughs> I, I mean, because, like, you got to think, like, I didn't live down there or anything. So, like, I mean, I know you didn't either, but, like, you know. I lived there for a couple. No, two, yeah. two of my years of college was fully normal, like, oh. in the in the dorms and everything. Yeah. Well, I never had that. I just always drove and drove back. Like, it was really, like, I'd drive there because 
sometimes I'd have class at eight or like nine twenty five or whatever, and then I'd drive there school, and if I had a break, I'd just stay in the library and study, and then kaleidoscope in the gym. And that's so, a different college experience it, than it was um, gay. I if you like <laughs> if, if you're if you're a a kid who like especially if your parents are paying or, or whatever, but um if you're going to college, you have a dorm. You have friends that are always like around mm-hmm. and you have time. You can go back to your dorm. You can go to the gym. You can go to the library, but you're here. You're like in the college campus. Yeah. That's completely different than not yeah. being there. Cause I, I did one year of full commute. Yeah. I had three, I had one year in the dorms, second year in the dorms, third year off campus, but like a couple hundred feet away from the campus. So I was still there. Yeah. And even that one honestly felt much different than being on, on campus. Yeah. I much prefer being on campus. I know everyone who, lives in the dorm freshman year, almost all of them want to move off after. Mm-hmm. And I get the I get the stigma with dorms because you have like an RA, you have all that stuff. But like, this is not like a big deal. I mean, I was an RA. I also lived right next to an RA when I, my freshman year. Mm-hmm. It's just not, if you're not doing crazy illegal stuff all the time, it's really not a big deal. Like most RAs, that's not true. Most RAs are out to get you. Yeah. Yeah, no, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah RAs are out to get you. I'm not, yeah. I wasn't, I didn't care. I was yeah. just there because I got uh, free housing or, or almost free housing. Um, but I don't know. I, I mean, they just don't like being held down, I guess, but it's just such a different experience when you're off campus. Yeah. It's really lame. Lame. It's really lame. That's yeah, the I best mean, way to describe it. Dude, my days, like every single day, it was like nine to eight every fucking day. And then, you know, have to study. Cause like I couldn't not go to the gym. Like that was like, I was like, I have to do this. Like, or else I would go insane. Cause like I had no other outlet. I don't want to drink. I, I mean, I'm not, a, I mean, I like drinking, but like, I'm not going to drink on a weekday. Like, no. And I was like, I wasn't hard on the nicotine yet. So I was like, okay, the only thing I can do is gym. And so dude, I, I'm so happy it's over. I am I'm just so happy and I don't want to go back. I mean, maybe like a master's degree in something, but like, but something we'll you're see. into. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not like environmental science all right let's talk about it let's talk about it that's the this is the last bit of college that i remember vividly because that was that was was it the last semester i was there that was 20 yeah so that was my last semester at college yeah. because we halfway through we got cut off mm-hmm. so we had everything on zoom okay so i remember so before we'll talk about zoom in a sec because i think there's there's a couple of funny things that happened on zoom that we had together but there's also we had a couple months of being in class together and honestly, if you never had a class with me and Seth in the same room, you missed out because that was fun. It was fun. It was fun. And, and we even got the rest of the class involved sometimes. We would have discussions <laughs> and we would just raise our hands to some just absolute fucking bullshit. Left field. <laughs> out of nowhere type shit. Complete bullshit. And we were like those people. We were in the corner of the classroom, the back corner, yep. like doodling. We have so many random Snapchats oh, of yeah. us doodling or whatever. We had the uh, we had the beautiful lady next, oh, yeah. next to I, us. I, what was her name? I don't know, but she, she, yeah. Maddie? Maddie, maybe? Yeah, that sounds right. I don't remember. Yeah. I know she had a boyfriend. I was like, yeah, fuck. Yeah, but yeah, a bunch of baddies in that class. Oh, yeah. Baddies, for sure. Yeah. And um, we, we had a uh, we had a, I think it was the midterm or, or some type of big project that I walked up and I was like, professor, I, I'm going to need to play some music. And she looked at, I don't think she quite understood what I, what I meant. And I, no, I walked up to the one, class. Dude. I had a normal, it was a normal like PowerPoint presentation or something. And I just pulled out my phone and just put on a random song. I think it, 
I it think was it was some like whistling tune with snaps <laughs> or some dude. It was, it was so. It was I just funny. did. I just. I don't. I had worked orientation. I know how presentations go. I know presentations with the background music. Just when you have music, you're just more at ease. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're, especially if you're in an environmental class, everyone's tensions are up. It's a bunch of liberals in one room. Oh, yeah. They're all waiting to stab you. Mm-hmm. You know, something like, just ease out. So I played some light music. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that big deal. No. And um, she said it was fine. She yeah. didn't know what I was probably going to do. She probably didn't even hear me. Yeah. But she ended up marking me down a full letter grade for it. <laughs> I went from A to a B to start. And I ended wow. up getting like an 80, 80 um, two or something like that. Yeah. But I remember it was like a full deduction because of the music. And I almost said something and I was like, eh, I don't care. Nah, I mean, what are you going to do? She's not going to, she's not going to rescind the points to me. No. Um, it was a good project. I thought oh, yeah. it wasn't pretty good. I liked it. Maybe. Yeah. I do, don't remember what it was. I don't remember I remember what it was. Enjoying it. Yeah. I remember it was like, laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, dude, it was so hard pre- presenting when you're, I know you're right there yeah. and I wasn't looking yeah, at you, you couldn't look but at I could see you. <laughs> Dude, oh my god, bro. That was so you, wait, what was mine on? Mine was on um, Who knows? Oh wait, I remember it was a uh, it was like global warming and like something about like oh it was like eighty degrees in like Antarctica or something like that. Or something like or like the southern tip of South America was like the hottest it's ever been and I was like, That's interesting, I'll do that. Facts. Yeah. I mean and, it's true. Yeah. It, it definitely there was a couple of things in that class where I was like it didn't open my eyes entirely, but I was like that's good information to know yeah so there was a couple of definitely positives about that class oh yeah and we went on zoom and um <laughs> this was funny because me and Seth, at that especially at that point yeah. we did we did not care um <laughs> no. but i had a little bit of just like you know what this is the last thing i like winning i don't like winning that much like i don't care but we had a debate for our yeah. final i think it was a final final debate it was like separate from the exam yeah and um me and seth were on opposite teams we were on opposing sides oh, of yeah. the debate I remember that. it was about something we didn't particularly care about but i remember sitting there on zoom a little bit of rivalry just because yeah. we both wanted to win but yeah. we didn't care that much we weren't yeah. that prepared Mm-mm. but i remember because i did my bit and then we were listening to you and i'm sitting there part of me is trying to pinpoint like problems in your argument or whatever but then the other half of me was like not even listening at all and i just thought That's, it was funny dude, that was me too yeah. i was laughing on one side part of me was laughing just at you trying to explain <laughs> your debate and then part of me was trying to pick it apart yeah. oh my god dude, i hated that class man that was so stupid it was like all right we're gonna have debates and it was like why can't we just like learn about the environment like why do we have to debate why is th- why is th- why is this class the only class in college that i've had debates in why is it really yeah the only one did you not take any communication classes we had a couple of debates in um, uh public health classes a, i had a public speaking class and uh, uh health communication i think but okay we didn't yeah. have debates in those no. we had the only one i had a debate in was it was some it was a communication course and it was having to do with it was actually good it had to do with our healthcare system mm. and that was actually like that was good to do probably and i learned a little bit there but i, I don't like debates only because like i want to be on a debate if i actually care about it just a remotely care about it i just there's no way to replicate that in a class unless you have to do some other things like i know in there's a couple of classes where i had debates where we ended up getting into it and it was actually entertaining because it was about something to do with like a project we were doing. So we had a little bit of like skin in the game and we yeah. cared a little bit. But something like this where like you'll pick something and debate about it. Yeah. We're all like. Dude, like, no. 
Come on. There's some kid named Ryan in our environmental class. I remember. What was? What did he, he, he have? The he was. Head? He was that. Yeah, I think he had a buzz cut, bleached, yeah. bleached okay. hair. Yep, yep. And bro, I just remember in after my this was in class. This was after my presentation with music. I remember I was like, all right, any questions? And I started to walk off, and I was like, yes. And I just see it go, um, and I was like, what? And he's like, so like the um the 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 sustainable. I forget some question. I was like, bro. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Why do you want to know this? Like, yeah. what are you saying? And serious? you really expect me to know? Like, I'm doing this for a grade. Like, yeah. please. For but a also, I, I've asked a question before. And, like, I don't know if he cared. He probably cared about the answer. But when I ask questions, I just do it to, like, fuck with them and yeah. see what they see what kind of bullshit they come up with. Because mm-hmm. I think on yours, I don't remember if I asked a question. But if I did, it would have definitely been something dumb just to put you on the spot. Yeah. Just for, just for shits and giggles. I remember you asked one question and I was just like, did this man really just ask that <laughs> question? I don't remember what it was, though. But oh, I was like, God. that is funny. Yeah. God, God. Man, environmental class. Not speaking fun. speaking of uh, environment. Mm-hmm. sustainability we went camping yes we we've did. only been once i don't know why i guess it's, it's just hard it's hard schedules yeah. and shit yeah but we, we went camping with with spivey shout out spivey yep big time We're supposed to go again uh oh dude if we go again mm-hmm. it'd be epic to do it out in the west oh yeah i mean that would be that'd be awesome yeah i know that that would be really really cool i haven't been camping yet I, I mean the first two weeks i was just trying to figure everything out yeah and there was nowhere really to camp all the places i went you couldn't park overnight or you can't couldn't camp overnight um, but I, I love camping and hiking and all yeah. that stuff. I don't know about you. Oh yeah. But I really do, man. It's fun. I, uh, that little, that thing we went on was really cool. I don't, I don't remember the name of the mountain. It was, uh, I know it was in Pigsaw. Oh but... yeah. Pisgah Pis- Pis- National Forest. Yeah. I, I forget if, it, I don't think it was Table Rock. It might've been. Nah. Table, Table Rock... Rock's a really, really long hike. Yeah. No, I don't think that was it. It probably wasn't. It no, probably wasn't. But... It was a good hike though. Yeah. I remember the view was really cool i think yeah. we smoked up to or i don't know if you smoke i know you didn't smoke at the mm-hmm. time but we no. me and david smoked up there it's a well you, you have smoked weed so you understand yeah. but when you're smoking weed this is the one thing that did live up to the hype that i thought it would when i was at home you're smoking like at your friend's house or like mm-hmm. in your living room and i would do this all the time I'd be on tiktok or something swiping through and it'd be people like living out their dreams on top of mountains like doing stuff you know mm-hmm. really doing things and Anything that wasn't sitting on the couch. And I'm sitting there like high. And I'm like, I should be high and doing, and doing these, these things. things yeah. And I had a realization when I was on hypothetically on acid. Yeah. Sitting yeah. on my couch on TikTok. And I, I remember this so, so vividly. And it, it literally changed my life. And I think that was one of the moments where I was like, I need to do something different here. And I was still in Charleston. Just There was no end in sight. I was just serving the restaurant. And it was on the side. Of, the video was on the side of a mountain, uh, ice mountain. And the guy stopped halfway through on his skis and just like had his GoPro or whatever. And he's looking over the mountains, wow. snow everywhere. And I was like, bro, oh my God, this guy is, is right there, like in person here amongst all the mountains and snow. And I'm sitting here in a fucking living room. Yeah. I was like, bro, are you fucking kidding me? And so when I went and I was on top of a mountain and I smoked, it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's. That's the problem with social media, bro. It's like you you'll be just chilling like living your life honestly like you were and mm-hmm. then you'll see something and be like, "Damn. Like wish that was me," you know? I, I hate that stuff. That that's I, the I really the do. one part that I think I don't even think I like believe in my core. One mm-hmm. of the reasons I'll succeed long term, it may take a while, 
Because, like, my right now, my YouTube, the podcast, all the thing, it's growing, steady growing. But yeah. it, the, the growth is like this. You know, it's like 1%. Like, yeah, bare, yeah. like, not even, you can't even see the growth. It's so yeah. small. But I know as it gets bigger, it's easier to grow and it's faster to grow. So I know if I can keep getting through these little moments. But one thing I do that's different than I, I don't think any creator that I've seen is the, um, the crap that you're going through as it's happening. Most people, they don't talk about it because they're not fully aware. You know, you'll go through a rut of like two days where mm-hmm. you feel like shit, nothing's going for you, and you'll wait to make a video until you're feeling better. And yeah. then you either gloss over it, don't talk about it, or you talk about it way later yeah. about how you were feeling. And I always just, I have to do the podcast once or twice a week just to get my thoughts out because mm-hmm. I'm just, it's all thrown around in my head. So I don't have a choice but to like make videos in spite of how I'm feeling. And I don't really care to hide it because i just can't i'm like yeah. yo i feel like shit because of these reasons i know it sounds spoiled or i sound like a brat but like this is how i feel i can feel it like i can't stop it so that's like the one thing that i do that it almost cancels out the social media aspect of social media in the sense that yeah. you know instagram is highlights it's all highlights the mm-hmm. only time you post on instagram is when you feel good to a good shot and everything looks great it looks like every day you're living is that you know yeah. And now that I'm in this space of posting and not influencer because I'm not even remotely big enough to be called an influencer or whatever, but I see that side. I see the behind the scenes of what if I was to have 6 million followers and still doing the exact same thing I'm doing right now, I would know from the back end that these pictures on my Instagram grid are not my actual life. That's like 5% of my life is this picture. When I took this picture, I was on this hike at the peak. That was a 1% of the whole experience, you know? The rest of the time I'm driving editing i'm sitting in a parking lot getting lost. you know like that's that's most of my life so now that yeah. i'm like out here living the actual dream of a travel photographer or whatever that everyone wants to live i'm like yo it is actually not that different the only difference is i'm out here driving to these places when you're just driving to work yeah and that's the only real difference here and so you still feel like crap sometimes oh yeah and i don't have a problem saying it uh online so i don't want to because i don't want to create that image of just like i'm out here traveling i'm killing it i'm doing this and that and that's just what that's the vibe i get from these travel people because they only show that stuff what's a good outlet man you know i wouldn't i would not keep that shit in i if do whatever you can to get that shit out you know because the more you keep it in it's just gonna like really like sit in your head and sizzle yeah it's nice talking to someone who understands like overthinking a little bit and like just mental health just in general there's some people who don't who literally don't struggle with it and i i don't i don't understand how that's possible well it's because they like didn't have nothing traumatic i suppose happened to them yeah i guess so yeah that is true some some lucky few i mean actually a lot of lucky people like i had this big like pre or whatever misconception i guess of people downtown in general just like and that's why i also i'm like happy to be down with college because like I'd always be thinking that, like, everyone I ran into downtown was, like, this fucking, like, privileged kid that, like, nothing has ever happened to them in their life. They've never had to think about, like, you know, where, like, I don't know, just shit, you know, like, like, really, like, just trivial stuff that, like, you can't, like, someone my age shouldn't be thinking about the things that I'm thinking about, you know what I mean, or and stuff like that, and it's just, like, uh, I don't know. It just really like gets to me sometimes when I don't know. I guess it's a bit of jealousy when I see someone living a life that I can't live because of the circumstances sure. that I've been through. Shit I feel like that. that. I yeah. feel that. 
It, it is interesting too because the one thing I've noticed when I just interview like my friends and stuff is that compared to someone like Joe Rogan who's interviewing, I mean everyone he interviews has done I assume has done something that would like he doesn't just interview anyone. Like yeah. you have to interview someone who has a reason to be interviewed. But I'm just interviewing my friends or whoever or what, for whatever reason. And like the one thing I found is that every single person even if they seem like they put off this persona or seem like they have all these things going for them, even the ones who are rich, who have never had anything to worry about, they have the, their own set of things that they still worry about in like a different way. Yeah. And it's weird because you can't, you almost can't relate, but you can in the sense that there's still mental struggles. And I don't think I've ever met anyone who like completely didn't struggle with anything in any way, shape or form. Like Dalton, yeah. I talked to him about it a little bit. And he was like, I've never actually struggled with depression, never with anxiety or overthinking. He's like, I've never had any of that stuff happen. He goes, but I've gone through a, a time where, like, my best friend started dating my ex, like, a yeah. week after we broke or whatever it was. And I was like, so how did you not go to, like, a bad place? He's like, I don't know. I just move on past it. He goes, but I still, like, struggle, like, with normal stuff. Like, I still overthink when I have a project due or, or whatever it is. So it's it's weird because everyone does struggle in their own, in their own like, way. Yeah. But it's just it was just really interesting knowing that after interviewing just people in general and everyone's yeah. got their own story even like random people in the street like you forget I was like watching a sunset the other day and you mm-hmm. forget I turn around there's all these cars flying past me on the highway yeah. and I was like every single one of these cars every person in the car has their own full storyline full set of circumstances that happened to them and I was like that is so weird that 99.9% of them will never tell their story oh, yeah. will never share it and I'm like now that I'm sharing these things and doing podcasts, I'm like, I can't imagine like not, not somehow expressing yourself, whether it's through music yeah. or art or in some sense. Dude, man, people go their whole lives and not like ever opening up or anything. And it's a shame. It is. Yeah. Cause it's like, what's the point of being alive then? That's what yeah. I'm saying. Billie, Billie Eilish said this in an interview the other day and she was like, the only reason I make art is because the only way to continue art is to keep creating. Because if you don't create your art, the person who would have seen your art never would have gotten inspired to make their own piece. And then the person who would have seen their piece never would have made their piece. So like, if no one creates, mm-hmm. it just stops. And yeah. they're like, so that's, so they're like, there's almost no option, but to just put yourself out there because someone will take whatever they take from it. Yeah. You know, and you just, you just put your story out. That was something I started with my podcast for a while. I was trying to like help people or something or like give tips all the time or almost not patronize, but speak in a way as if I like knew all these things. And I was like, that's not how you help people. You just tell them your experience, your perspective, and they're going to take whatever they take from it. Yeah. You can't, you can't control how they're going to take something, mm. you know? And so that's, that's why I like having these conversations now because we just talk about whatever we talked oh, about yeah. environmental class and someone might listen to that bit. And the most important bit of our podcast might be the one thing we talked about in like nutrition class. Oh yeah, right. When in our heads yeah. we're like the most important thing was this other thing we talked right. about. But then someone else just needed to hear this one five second clip of whatever we said. Yeah. And that's cool. That's that's like the best part about art, you yeah. know. I'm gonna tell you a story, Kate. It's about my past and Word. why I am the way I am. Okay. So Wow. And yeah. So I don't know. That's a lot of my issues. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, it, I mean, you're right about yeah. that, about the, the father figure. I've That was the one thing I noticed that I, I picked up way, way after. Like, I didn't notice it when it was happening. And now that I'm, like, have more perspective and stuff, I, I see 
what not having a father figure d- doing their shit the way they should like an adult should oh, be yeah. doing can affect someone because of how like right my dad did and i was like that is so weird because i used to almost shit on my dad i was like i, th- I used to think he was like a loser yeah. or something because he really liked computers mm-hmm. but like that's just what he does he's that's just like hobby and his job or career or whatever and now he's like peaking he's like working in silicon valley like he's killing it now yeah um but i used to take for granted the fact because i had a couple of friends who had fucked up family issues too yeah and they would tell me about their stuff and i was just like my dad would never fucking do anything and i and my neither my parents and i was like that is so like rare i think even like yeah. adults having their shit together yeah. i was like i don't think a lot of parents a lot of adults and parents don't have their shit together that's the problem when you raise when you're trying to raise kids but you haven't figured out your own shit yeah. you put all of that on them yeah. like you project 100 percent of that shit on them and you don't even know because you're so busy worrying about yourself yeah you know and and now you have to deal with that shit like he basically pawned off all his shit and put it on you for a while except it's gonna last forever oh yeah in some way now i'm i I, like the only thing that like helps i guess is like music and like making shit so that's the only thing like i can do to kind of like i don't know i feel like i like make good shit whenever i'm like really sad and that's like you know twice a year because of the shit that like just yeah. is constantly happening so i don't know it's like a i guess it's like gift and a curse because like i i definitely wouldn't be as interested in my hobbies and shit that like vice versa like if he didn't do any of those things like and like you know like i know he's an addict and shit it is a disease like i know he like he he can help it but he can't at the same time it's like it's really hard to get off that shit once you're on and you know i i wish i could be like i wish he never did it but then again like i wasn't alive nor was i 20 i was probably like fucking three years old or some shit like i don't know it's just like it's weird to think about definitely yeah Um, i mean it's the whole that whole entire like topic in general of of uh parents is something that's important to me only because i know so many people with with crappy situations in family life and since i didn't have it i'm able to see both sides of it um because also i have friends who have wonderful family like literally I, I'm, I don't even understand how they're so close to their parents yeah and like and i'm like i don't know my whole life i've always been um i have like an analytical mind mm-hmm. like science-based and like but I also have like the fully opposite, like spiritual or whatever, but I'm really good at like pinpointing certain things that work mm-hmm. and then just seeing through the bullshit of like, well, this can't work because of this reason or that reason. And just be like, no, 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 that's the goal. So if yeah. you want the outcome, if you like that outcome of like, I want to be able to talk to my parents at dinner and not feel awkward or like, I want to, my parents to share things with me. If I want that outcome, there are steps that can work whether or not it's easy or hard i was like that's what it takes to get that outcome and a lot of parents i know even like my parents they're like man i wish hannah would like my sister would like talk to me about these things i was like well you've never talked to her about any of these things i was like why would she feel like she is able to talk to you about this you know but yeah so there's just certain things that i see through and i'm like especially in my jobs i'm like yo why don't we just do this this would be better yeah you know and and i like that's just how my brain works so i always see that and so when i see people with like crappy situations with parents especially i get upset with the parent 
only because I'm like, I'm like 22, almost 23. And I'm like, how is it that I'm able to come to this conclusion? And you've never thought about these things like with kids. Like I know people at my restaurant who have kids yeah. and they face some of these problems that I've pinpointed already. And I'm like, so why don't you just do this? And they're like, well, I can't because of this reason. And I'm like, yeah, but you want this. Like you want your kid to listen to you. You want your kid to like you. Yeah. And I was like, so this is how you do it. And they're just like, well, eh, like I just, you don't understand. Like you have to just, like when I say you want a good relationship with your kid, but you also want to be that parental figure, mm-hmm. there's a way to do both where you like make sure you have boundaries, but you also like open up to your kid a little bit, tell them stories when you were younger yeah. and like make them feel like they're part of your life a little bit. Yeah. And I know so many people with good family lives, but they don't actually like know their parents, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know how much you know about your parents. I only know probably 10, 20 stories from my dad's entire life yeah. and like less than that of my mom's less than that of my grandparents. I was like, you don't, you just have their family. Like you just, they're there for mm-hmm. you sometimes. But you don't know anything about these. They might as well be strangers. Yeah. And it's weird. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much you know about, like, your dad's life growing up. I know that. Um, I know a lot, actually. He, yeah, because he'd always talk about it. <laughs> That's <laughs> he, dope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, eh. I mean, I know why he is the way he is. Because, like, he grew up on a farm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, <sighs> okay, so I think I'm, like, 90% sure a man grew up in Texas. And then he 90%. came, yeah, ninety percent. And then he came here, and then he started like farming with my grandpa. And my grandpa was a Vietnam veteran with PTSD, and so that like was put onto my dad. And there's a bunch of shit. Like, uh, well, I don't know. My grandfather was fucked. He ended up killing himself, and yeah, because I don't know why, but. He was a, I I don't remember him too much. I think it happened when I was like three or four and it was just like, I never got to really like talk to him or ever know him. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, I know that like he really fucked my dad up because he like, so my dad's like bipolar and like manic depression and shit. And so it like got it's like inherited it's like the the i don't know it's it's a lot of shit man like my brother has it too it's just well, you, like and when you have that perspective that like since you know those things mm-hmm. it also allows you to be more empathetic You're like well yeah i mean the things that happen like the reason your dad is the way he is it's a lot partially due to how he was or how he, his dad was to him in the mm-hmm. same way that you are the way you are because of the shit that your dad put you through like exactly. the shit that happened when you were there that's that's good like that you yeah. know that because that allows like an extra dimension to that relationship yeah and it also it's just like i can see that and be like okay like so i can see where you failed because you turned to the things that like you thought would help but didn't mm-hmm. and i can turn to the things that i know will help and will 100%. so that's kind of where I'm at. Because, I mean, I never, I'm, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, go shoot up some heroin? Yeah. You know? I'm not going to go smoke crack rock. Like, I'm not that down bad. <laughs> How you were kind of talking about um, kind of the shit that your your parents put you through and how each generation gets a little smarter and a mm. little bit more perspective. Yeah. Um, and I think that's very true specifically in our generation because we grew up right before technology yeah like i still like there was a time where phones didn't exist 
mm-hmm. in my lifetime. Yeah. Which is weird to think about. Um, computers, I think, were always a thing. Yeah. But they were very, very, very basic at that yeah. point. I mean, we had like the Pix Art app thing that mm-hmm. you would just draw. That was pretty much it. Like that's the only thing I really remember from those computers. But the kids now have so much information yeah. at their disposal. Like literally, there's like 13 year olds, 12 year olds, 11 year olds who are aware of their mental illness, and they're like nine or 10, or 11. And mm-hmm. I'm like. I didn't even know that was a thing until college, you know. I didn't know yeah. that people were in their head. I didn't know that I was even in my head until after I realized it, way into like college. And I was like, these kids are so they're gonna be like wise as fuck, you yeah. know? And that's why in my head I'm like, okay, so if we have these issues that we can fix and we're aware of them at the age of twenty versus fifty or sixty, when it's almost too late to fix those problems, I was like, yeah. we should implement those. And so that's that's my main thing with my brand right now, is I'm trying to like since we have this awareness, since I have this awareness, I'm going to just speak on it and in a way where it's delivered where I'm like, you could implement some of these things right now, like tomorrow or today, right now. You can implement these ways of thinking of reframing. It's like big, I'm big on like reframing things because you can at like the, like one snap, you can have a totally different mindset, you know, yeah. especially if you do something like a psychedelic therapy, mm-hmm. you can have a moment or an afternoon where it literally changes the course of your life, Yeah, you know? And I'm big on that. And since this technology era, this information era is on the cusp, it's already here. I'm like, there's no excuse now to not be better, you know, not Mm. be better parents, be better people, be more aware, be more empathetic Mm -hmm. and like hear stories. And that's why I love doing this because I'm hearing everyone's stories. You grow like every single two hours, you're you like completely evolve, you know, you know, you go to the grocery store, something happens and you see it. And now you're a different person because of that experience. We have one conversation with someone. And I love that. And now that you're here, you saw how your dad was. You saw how his how his dad was. Now you're the way you are. And I imagine, like, even for me, who had, like, nothing crazy happen in my family, I'm still, like, wanting to be better for my kids and, like, be there for the things that I wasn't feeling like I was being, uh, like, given when mm-hmm. I was younger. Like, there's things I missed out on that I thought – could have been there if they had known and i'm like okay so since i know i'm gonna put these on for my kids and like help them but i'm sure there's things i'll miss that they're gonna do with their oh, kids yeah. and it's cool i mean i think it's yeah. cool but we think about all that i mean you gonna have kids you think about kids at all yeah i mean i gotta find a lady first <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah i mean like shit man i don't know i would i mean yeah because i mean you know i like kids like i work with them i still am kind of i'm about to quit though but Shout out um, to Kaleidoscope. Yeah, for I love real. Kaleidoscope. Or I, I, I still love them. Yeah. I mean, you've been there for a minute. But. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, kids, like, I know how to wrangle them, and I love them to death. Like, I love kids. And I think it's going to take a lot out of me and to, like, be able to trust a woman enough to have that. Yeah. Because, like, if I'm going to do that with someone, I don't want it to be with like a person that like um like i don't trust or like that like i'm not i I guess married to like in a way because like i don't know i don't want to like i don't know i just have to be able to be like okay i can i have to be able to show who i am and i know that takes a long time for me to like open up to like a person like that and so i don't know i mean we're looking at like a yeah. long time me too no I, yeah i think it's i think it's 
I always come back to this because of the technology era that we're in now, the fact we know these things at this age. Yeah. But there's so many people who got married at this age. I know. I'm yeah. like, I I could not even fathom the idea of marrying someone because I don't know who I am. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not even close to... I'm on the track, I think. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm not close to being content in a way. Yeah. And I'm like, I couldn't imagine starting a family trying to like create a relationship when I'm not even good with myself yet yeah exactly you know so that, i think that's where a lot of issues come up that we're dealing with now yeah because not our, not that our parents made a mistake because they didn't know back then there wasn't like google there wasn't tiktok to like collaborate with people and find out these things so they yeah. just did stuff based on what their grandpa told them or their neighbor told them mm-hmm. and so now that we have all this information i'm like i don't see people getting married i mean there are people are getting married early still yeah. but i'm like i see a big push to people saying you know get your shit right yeah. And then get, then find someone. Oh, yeah. You know, there's so many people now who are like, I'm done. Like, there's a TikTok trend right now of like g- girls figuring out that guys just aren't chasing anymore. They're like, yo, guys don't give a fuck anymore. They're like, they're out there working on themselves, oh, yeah. getting right with their job, getting right in, in shape, you know. And they're like, look, it's not even worth it now. Like, no, all not. I get is, all I do is get cheated on, you yep. know? Yeah. All you, I mean, it's like, realistically speaking, like, if you're going to date someone right now, like, how is it going to work? especially if they're in school and you're in school like or if they're like going somewhere else like like right now like i so i like got a i have an interview soon with the peace corps like coming up and like yeah in a few months and i'll know by september 1st if i got it or not which i probably will hopefully (laughs) that'll be peace corps stuff yeah and um so yeah if i do that i mean i'll be gone march and then like how can if i find so let's say i find someone tonight or tomorrow and we really fucking hit it off and we're really connecting and vibing and stuff like how am i going to be able to date them exactly and still do the things that i want to do you know what i mean it's, it's just so like, hard i don't have an answer because I, I was in that boat with japan yeah for a year straight i like literally stayed away from girls not that i like actively stayed away but i basically did yeah i know what you mean. I, was like, I just don't want to fall in that hole and then be like shit yeah. yeah, it's like it's well, hard because really like hard. you don't want to fall in love because like when you fall in love, all reason is suspended. Exactly. You know, it's like any all your plans, all everything that you like thought was gonna happen, like you just set it aside because of the fact that you're in love with this person. And once you like once the honeymoon phase passes and everything, and then you're like really starting to think about like, oh shit, like before this person came in, like. I was planning on doing this, this and that. And now I'm like in this relationship and it's like, okay, well, could I still do these things? Or like, how can we like keep this connection that we have, but like go our separate ways. But it, it, it's like, and that really, really, it's so really hard. But the happens. thing is like, it happens. And so when I talk about now, I'm like, I couldn't get a girl because I wouldn't be able to do these things. Like there is someone out there who will a lot. Like there's going to be a girl with the exact same mentality going, man, I wish I could find a dude who's doing their own shit and still wanting to like, we still liked each other yeah. and we can make it work, but it's also just as worried about doing their own shit. You know, and there are girls like that. And, uh, so I know when that happened, you know, when you meet that person where you're like, yep, yeah. it, it just works, you know, unless, yeah. unless you meet the girl who you think is, yep. And then yep. they ended up and then sucking. Being nope. And that's the problem is that it's pretty much always a false alarm. It's always going to be, oh, yeah not the person you're probably going to end up with forever and it blows it's it's not that that's a waste of time but in some ways when i think about it i'm like 
I've already done a couple trot runs, you know, and I'm like, I don't know yeah. if there really is anything to gain out of another relationship. No, because you already know. you already been yeah. through it, bro. You already know, like, okay, what to do, what not to do. And, exactly, yeah. yeah. Ben cheated on us. Sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just don't want to deal with that shit again. Because no. you know? it's like, I don't know how you feel about, like, long distance and shit, but, like, I'm, like, so not for it. Because, like... It's hard. It's just it's, difficult. It's... Because, like, I need... I need if I'm with someone I need to be with them like not like I don't mean like every single fucking day but like you know like if I'm not with them and like we're together but we're not sleeping you know or like sleeping together and shit like I don't know it's just it's just so like not it for me like it's really really hard I would have to it would have to be a means to an end yeah I probably would have to be with them for a period of time mm-hmm. and then if we were like hey we need to I have this place I need to be at for X amount of months or whatever. Like if they're like an actress or something like, Hey, I'm shooting in Europe for yeah. three months or whatever. I'd be that's like, different. Yeah, whatever. That's I'll fine. go, I'll probably go with them. You oh, know? Yeah. But if they're like, you know, I'm living in Canada and you're living in Texas, I'd be like, realistically, what are we right. fucking doing? Exactly. You know, it's like, and like at, at that point, do you like, do you like keep it going for as long as you can and like have something good and then end it on good terms or do you just like say fuck it and like right then and there like like start the heartbreak right there instead and you don't of, know like, how they're later. gonna you don't know where that person is mentally if they're mm-hmm. mature enough to be like yeah this is not gonna work or you get that girl who's like you're a fucking asshole and you're like dude no i'm fucking not like think yeah <laughs> like that's... you're not gonna be here i'm not gonna be here when are we gonna see each other i'm not trying to facetime every fucking yeah. night like i am a gamer i gotta game a little bit you know what i mean like heck no big gamer bro. oh yeah a big gamer here epic epic <laughs> gamer oh my god yeah. no dude yeah i just relationships right now just it's just it's just not gonna work at the moment have you had a relationship since um like when's the last time you were so in a little something i was dating i'm not gonna say the name i was dating a person um that was back in uh we started dating in august and then we like cut it off in november and it just didn't work out like she had completely different views on everything literally but yeah those are hard to do yeah it's hard to make those work yeah it's tough too because right now i'll be on like i mean I, i go on the dating apps just for fun i don't ever like get past like four messages where i just lose interest but it is interesting because they'll like i sort of understand where they come from when they put like if you're a trump supporter swipe left or if if you like these things don't even bother but i'm also like man that's so like immature isn't like don't you want someone who has their own belief i mean i guess if if they're not aligned with yours there's no point but yeah I i think it's weird when they when they put something like that like an ultimatum it kind of, it like almost invalidates what I'm thinking, even yeah. if I don't believe that thing specifically that they wrote. I'm like, damn, you're just gonna write me like, off like that. What else is there that like they could write you off? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's well, I'm like, like I'm not. It, it, look, if someone's a Trump supporter or, or or whatever they are, that's like you can't just take one sentence and just be like, all right, that's who yeah. they are. You like, know? You, are you really gonna base a relationship based off of exactly. the political? You don't know what like, happened in their life that made them. Or whatever, a Trump supporter or whatever they believe in. I'm like, you don't know their life. Like, you grew up with your own life, and that's why you are aren't this. And it doesn't make it wrong or right. That's just your opinion. Um, And if you're not able to like have a discussion about it, I was like, you're immature as fuck. Oh yeah. In my opinion. And I, it, it, it's like also like, 
whenever you can't like just accept either side it's like okay you have that and i have this like let's move on mm. like, and then when it gets to the point where like you can't move on that's it's just time to cut it that's, yeah that's time dead. to cut it that's fucking dead yeah i think people have trouble with um coming to terms with that mm-hmm. you know but a lot of the time like i mean how important is politics because it's like you, know, you can talk about it all day long but if you're not in office, there's not jack shit you can do about any no. of those things. I was like, so at what, at what point are you just like, yo, who cares if you like Hillary Clinton? <laughs> you know? I think it's just entertainment for the masses, honestly. Yeah. It, it's because like, I was, dude, I was listening to something last night about it. Uh, like, not politics, but like government in general. And like, this dude was talking about how like, uh, like, the best type of government should be a minimal government. So like, let's say like, you're a slave, right? And you have this master and he abuses you really bad. That's obviously wrong, right? But if let's say you have another like you have a slave and you get abused like a little bit, that's wrong still because you're a slave. But then like you keep walking it back and eventually you get to the point of like you're a slave to the government working to fulfill oh, yeah. the government's needs. At what point does the slave like what what point do we separate slavery from what it is like right now technically like working for the government because like we are a slave to the government essentially like we are all like working to i guess like pump money into this economy that we have to fulfill like services that are required and like needed but like it's just weird because it's like like uh, like i said like at what point does like it become okay to be a slave you know what i mean because it's just weird it's weird it's It's our our country specifically i was talking to someone about this the other day but our country specifically i can't speak for other ones because i haven't lived in them but objectively speaking our our country is run like a business i mean the economy is the country in the sense that like we are run differently than other countries i mean australia i mean granted we're big and we have a bunch of different people come from different places and stuff but Mm -hmm. Everything is capitalistic focused here. I mean, that's yeah. the hierarchy is capitalism is at the top, and the dream, American dream, is a capitalistic version of like the dream that everyone wants. It's always like pushed money first or whatever it is, and um, that's like the view we have as Americans and other cultures. Having the perfect amount of money or having the perfect job isn't like what they. That's not like the one thing they're chasing, yeah. and they're like, oh, there's other ways of measuring success you know and a lot of people are coming to the they're coming to that same conclusion now they're like yo i'm never gonna have enough money to be satisfied mm-hmm. i think there's other things we need to take into account for success that's not just money yeah. and people are waking up to that because people don't care anymore they're like yo like so many people now are it's like almost a trend now to say fuck the nine to five like there has to be another way yeah and before there was no internet there wasn't no tiktok to show that there was a community of people that also thought that way mm-hmm. and so people would just said okay it must just be me thinking about this whatever i'll just get a job you know but people are trying to find other ways around it and uh it's cool you know and people are traveling and putting things over uh or putting things on their priority list higher even if they don't align with like what the dream mentality of like the American dream is or whatever. I don't know. I'm just hoping our country is coming to a less capitalistic style. It's, I uh, guess. I don't know, man. I, I don't, I don't think we can es- escape it because like, if you stay, yeah. If like you're here, like you're working towards, especially like, you know, I thought I was like 
you know, like I lean like liberal Democrat, but like the more that I think about it, it's like, and I'm not conservative in any way, shape or form, but like I get where they're coming from where it's like, why do my funds have to fill the need of someone else's? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I feel that. And it's just like, if we're in the society where like you're like, you're essentially trapped unless you leave, unless you work to get enough money to leave, then you're going to be fucked no matter what, because like you're still like in the way it's going, the way that like Biden's running the government and shit is like, we're all pitching in to help people. It's like, we're all, he's working towards an equal America. Like everyone has a clean slate. Everyone's equal. But then like what happens when something happens that it's unequal. So like at what point does it not be never ends? Yeah. It never ends. It's never ending. And that's the problem is like when you're ultra this way or ultra that way, Mm -hmm. Um, but if you can have a mentality where you see both sides and you're in the, you're truly like in the middle on a lot of these topics, that's the only way it works. That's why people like Andrew Yang, who ran this year or last year for the president, the Asian guy, yeah. he was more of, he is more liberal, but I don't think he wanted to run as a Democrat. He just didn't have, you don't have a choice. You're either yeah. Democrat or Republican for this. Unless you run independent, it's just harder. But, and I didn't think he would win, but I was like, that's a good start. Like he, what he was like, look, I don't. I don't care. He's like, whatever is going to push us in a positive trajectory. Exactly. He's like, that's what I'm going for. He goes, I'm not big on labeling shit, you know? Yeah. And when you're not that, when you are ultra liberal or ultra conservative, I was like, there's going to be shit that, I mean, everyone at some point loses. You know, you can't, yeah. in the stock market, if you win, someone lost, you know? Yeah. You know, if, if you sold your Bitcoin and lost 80%, someone won and yeah. someone got a bunch of money from it. So it's like, at some point, everyone's going to lose in some way. There's no way where everybody wins you know it's just mm. it's a it's an idea yeah it's communism or whatever it like makes sense until you actually try to implement it and you're like wait that doesn't work yeah you know i feel like the government should be this like minimalistic approach where it's like things are like let's say like you get handed like you inherit a million dollars like i feel like the government should just like make sure that you got it in a legal way and then you didn't break the law because like it's none of the government's fucking business like i agree with that yeah it's like your your whoever gave it to you whoever grandparent 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 whatever they worked for that money in a legal way they didn't cheat whatever you inherited it by like chance of god or whatever so like i don't feel like that money should be directed towards other things like just it's just like all chance like what like i got born in a fucking sewer like (laughs) you know it's like just chance shit and i feel like it's unfair to be like, okay, this kid got born in a sewer. We have to allocate two hundred thousand of your dollars to this kid, yeah, because he, like of the situation that he's in. Is it raining? It might be raining. Damn. Uh, no, I, I totally understand that. I I think I would. I guess the only reason like the tax system is there is because people wouldn't. Cause sometimes I'm like, if if someone makes their own business and they make all this money, I'm like, I feel like they would want to give back. In their mm-hmm. own way, but I guess some people don't. They just want more and more and more, and that's why the tax system's there. It's to like almost for, I mean, you have to force it sometimes because some yeah. people are just selfish with it. But I hate the idea that like you make something from yourself truly from the ground up. But I guess you know you are kind of overlooking the fact that like okay, well, a lot of the things that allows you to get to where you are are because taxes allowed them to build the infrastructure, or, like build libraries yeah. or whatever you. So I do get the the giving back aspect. 
I still think sometimes I'm like, that's a lot you're giving up though. Like the oh, taxes yeah. is a lot of money. I'm like, dude, yeah. Jesus Christ. Like that's a lot where's all money. that money going? Like, is it actually being used the right exactly. way we think? Exactly. And I, and that's why I'm really big. I feel like every podcast I've had recently has come back to crypto in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I don't see a world in 20 years where crypto does not either completely overhaul the U S system at some point, the dollar system, yeah. or at least come on par as like a, a literal am i paying in bitcoin or cash when i'm at verde you know yeah. like i think it'll be so normal because it's just so much it makes so much better sense it's all on the blockchain so you can't hide anything yeah the government can't take 600 grand from someone and spend it however they want now they yeah. really have to spend on the stuff they've been saying they've been spending mm-hmm. on but i don't think they actually spend all of it on that no you know that everyone's got their like their uh like the I hate saying like the Democrat. I mean, every yeah, every po- politician does it, but the politician will they'll take money from a, whatever sponsor, mm-hmm. probably shady, yeah. and then they won't say anything. No one knows about it because yeah. it's all under the table. But now with Bitcoin, if Bitcoin truly replaces it, it'll be out there. And they're yeah. like, yo, I thought you said you don't believe in this stuff, but you're yeah. taking money from companies that are sponsoring this stuff. And like, that's where a bunch of shit will be unraveled. And that's mm-hmm. why I think governments are a little nervous about going bitcoin full bitcoin because they're like i don't think they want to i don't think they have a choice because it's being pushed and more companies more companies but when the big public companies like governments and stuff have to adopt it yeah. they're like shit we can't just do whatever we want now because it's yeah. all there you can track where everything's going and coming from and i think that's dope because i think more open communication i mean the cia is supposed to come out with alien evidence oh, this yeah, month dude, or something crazy. and they're probably going to say some bullshit like well we don't know no, bro, they've confirmed it. Like, they have... Said, I know like, they've confirmed it, but they haven't been like, yo, aliens are on this earth. We know dude, it. They, I want them to say it, but they're not going to say it. I no, don't they, see them saying it. They're, so, they've been saying, like... Because uh, I've been watching it, too. Like, I find that shit fascinating. They've been so like, fascinating. They're like, okay, so it's definitely, like, hypersonic. We don't know what the fuck's going on. And we don't... Like, they don't want to confirm aliens, but they're like, it could be Russian or Chinese hypersonic yeah. crafts, but, like... There's no way to confirm it, Dude, but they're not it's ruling out so aliens. fast. Yeah, the, the, it's I've crazy. seen the videos. They're like, foof, foof. and I'm like, yo, we don't have planes that can do. We don't have anything no. that can move like that. We no, have some drones that can move sort of aliens, like it. Bro. But these, these crafts, these spacecrafts or whatever they are, are big. Dude, I saw a video. The fucking thing's like zooming like yeah. fast, and then it just dives into the Dude. ocean. And and it stops at like the blink of an eye. It's like it's like going 500 miles right, then it's just like, foof. yep. And I'm like, bro, what, what was that? You know, yeah. and. And that's why I think they're going to say something along the lines of like, well, we don't know what it is. Maybe it's aliens. We don't know. We don't have confirmation whether or not it is China or Russia. So maybe. I just don't think they're going to be like, aliens are walking among us. Cause I asked my grandpa. He's like, no, they're here. He goes, oh, they're yeah. walking around or whatever they're doing. He's like, I don't think we can see them. He goes, it's probably something like they operate on the frequency that we can't visually see. Yeah. You know, and maybe they're literally just in this room. We just can't, we only have five senses, you know, we can yeah. only smell and hear and see at a certain level. And, you know, they, maybe that's why like babies and, and animals can just randomly see shit and start barking. Yeah. You know, like you've seen those videos, like mm-hmm. dogs seeing ghosts or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, yo, that, that could just be an alien operating on X frequency that we can't see, but dogs can. It's Bro. crazy shit, dude aliens i i always was like i don't know i got really deep into it in like high school <laughs> i was like i need to know like i remember i was watching this like it was a fake video but it was like this one video of um 
like this dude's on a hike and this alien pops out. I'm like, whoa, that's fucking crazy. But it was like obviously CGI. Mm. But at the time, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like so cool to think about like, like where are they from? You know, because like the nearest star is like a light year away. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's called like Kepler or something. And they have to be hella advanced to get here. Yeah. Hella advanced. Hella we can't. Advanced. We're not even close. No. They're, I remember seeing this thing. This dude said they're like generations above our technology. Like we can't even. Way like, ahead. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That, like, insane. I'm excited. I also think. I just I think we're so desensitized. Our our generation and the generations below, we don't give a fuck, dude. No. Like we don't give a fuck when something happens. We're just like, all right. Yeah. Move on. You know, like. 9-11 happened that stopped the fucking world for I, I don't know how long I wasn't yeah. I was barely like I wasn't really aware at that mm-hmm. point in my life but then like all these things happen and our world is so fast that we just move past it we're like yeah. alright on to the next you know, Black Lives Matter was big for like a month mm-hmm. fucking a month later I, I haven't seen a BLM anything since yeah. since that time and, and I knew at that time when it was happening and everyone was FOMOing into posting black squares or yeah. doing like I even did a podcast with Sasha we talked about it and uh it was good but i also knew in the back of my head i was like yo like this feels so big and it's it is big for the people who are into it but it's gonna pass like whether or not they want to or not these white girls at college ross and posting black squares is not doing shit because in two months i mean (laughs) only for that one month did they care about it and they already don't care about it they probably don't even remember and uh we just moved so fast and these kids like like nine-year-olds just doing dumb shit and they don't care like they'll like slap a teacher's ass and they're like 10 years old i'm like yo what what the fuck? Dude, it's because of the TikTok shit. It's bro. TikTok, dude. They it's they they TikTok. vicariously live through these people, mm-hmm. and they think they're that. You know, it's like Jameer. I always think of Jameer. Dude, yes. Yeah, so, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, and it's good and bad. Cause it it creates like a self confidence factor that we didn't have growing up. Mm-hmm. But it's false. It's not real. It's it's a facade almost. But like, cause Hannah, for example, she she's 18. Mm. She wants to go travel the world. Doing she's seen the things I'm doing. She wants to do those things. I'm like Hannah. You're forgetting that there's a four-year gap between you, five years gap between me and you. Yeah. That five-year gap, I spent existing and experiencing and doing random shit, growing as a person. I'm here now, and um, you've seen some of it. I've talked to you about some of it, but you haven't done those things. Yeah. I was like, have you seen Goodwill Hunting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the scene where he, um, it was after, uh, I forget what their names were, but he he ripped uh, Robin Williams, the, yeah. the therapist. He ripped him apart in the in his studio, like the first the first meeting he's like oh your wife did this and i should probably cheat on you but i yeah. forget what he said he ripped him apart he's like get out so he leaves and then when he came back and they had that like that super uh big moment where they're on the park bench mm-hmm. and he's like you know when i see you I, I just i don't see some genius kid who knows all this stuff is so confident he goes i think you're a scared little brat he goes yeah. i think you're really smart and i think uh, i think you know i think you think you know a lot of things and he goes and you do he goes, but you've never sat in the Sistine Chapel. He goes, you've never been at war. You've yeah. never watched someone die. He goes, you don't know any of these things. He goes, you think you do because you've read it. You've seen it. You've heard about it. He goes, but you don't know. You haven't been there. You haven't done these things. And I think that is the most, like, like the exact way to, rep- to like, describe this generation. Like, they see all this stuff. They see these social media people living these things, and they think they know, but they don't. No. You know, and it's it's weird. I don't know where they're gonna be at. I don't know if that's gonna create some depression or what it's gonna create for these kids growing up, because they're not even aware. Yeah. Because they don't have they don't know anything different. You know, that's just how it's always been for them. And we didn't. I'm so glad we didn't have social media growing up. I know. I mean, I had five years of lifting. 
Yeah. Five years of lifting lifting weights before I saw an Instagram picture. Yeah. You know, I didn't have any six pack Gymshark athlete to be mm. like, yo, why do I not look like that? It's been right. six weeks. I've trained for six weeks. How do I not look like that? I'm like, yo, that guy's been training for 20 years yeah. and he's 30. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's literally 30 years he's old. He's not fucking 14. Yeah, man. I was like, it's not a thing. Like, you don't just become big. I mean, you can. You can take roids. And that's yeah. what a lot of kids do now. Or, or uh, SARMs. Yep. Like, there are shortcuts. But I'm like, you're not going to feel good. No. You know, like, you're I've, I've been there. Lifting, I've been there where I, I was ripped. And I, every kid who looks at that picture would have been like, that guy's probably happy. Yeah. He's probably killing. He's probably got a good girlfriend or whatever. But I was, like, the most insecure at that point. Yeah. You know, like, you don't know until you're there that, like, that six-pack will not bring you any validation. Oh, yeah. You're just going to sit there and go, well, I could have eight-pack. Mm-hmm. I could have bigger muscle. I could have this. I could have that. And, like, it never ends. Yeah. You know, and I'm worried that these kids aren't going to know that until, like, it's too late or something. I don't know. Well, I feel like everyone learns at their own pace. And everyone, everyone's going to, like, eventually, like, all these kids and shit, they're going to realize that, like... They'll have a rude awakening for sure. It'll, it'll, I don't know what it'll be, but I mean, like for me, like I loved like lifting and stuff. And then I remember like in running, oh my God, I loved running so much. And then I tore my ACL and then I was like, well, this isn't really like a viable thing anymore. Mm. So I've had to find other ways to like, you know, but I don't know. Maybe they'll, they, they'll find something. I think I, I, that is yeah. true. I, I always sometimes forget that everyone gets to a certain point in their life at a different point in their life yeah i mean you found something so, i found something I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. I, think I guess i get worried because i see people who i don't think have had that awakening yeah and a lot of them are old and i'm like well yeah there are like, yo <laughs> yeah at the restaurant i'm oh, like yeah. are you this mad that your burger is five minutes late i was like do you yeah. not have any perspective like yeah i know at all i'm like yo chill out <laughs> you know and, dude people i was working the other night god and this couple came in and they sat down and they literally waited 10 minutes and they didn't like they they had bread they had their water they were just chilling and then they're like where the fuck is our food wow yeah and it was busy it was slammed yeah. and they're just the server was like just i mean like it, it's gonna take a while <laughs> just kitchen. <laughs> chill the fuck out like you know and then they left they fucking left wow and i was just like and i saw them the next week they came back and they, you know they enjoyed it and everything but i was just like damn like how like i'm i'm an impatient dude but like i you've obviously never worked in a restaurant yep. and you obviously don't know the things that go on because it's a like, lack of perspective yeah it, i mean i guess that's what it boils yeah. down to at the end of the day yeah. you know? that's why i like doing different things and putting myself in situations and i want to work like every different job so i can see mm-hmm. like one of the jobs i want to work i just i'm not going to i don't want to but yeah i would like to know what it's like being in uh law enforcement yeah. Or like firefighting or something. I just want to know what that's like. But I don't actually like want to. But My it would be nice. It, it yeah. would be nice. Like I, I don't I hate that I don't like cops. I hate that I when I see them, I get an instant kick of like fuck. Yeah. You know? I don't like that. And I know if I worked as a police officer for probably even for one day, if I shadowed a police officer and yeah. saw what it was like from that perspective, I wouldn't feel that way, I don't think. Yeah. Um But like every every experience I've had with a cop has been negative. You know, I'm either yeah, getting pulled same. over or I'm getting yelled at about something. I'm just like I hate that. I feel like it takes a certain type of person to be a cop. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it. I can see it having its challenges, but then again, it's like they have to pull you over for stupid shit because, like, yeah. it's their job, I guess. Part and, of it's their job. I have a little bit of perspective because I did RA, so yeah. I was the law enforcement technically for these kids. Mm-hmm. But and like I had rules, but it was like, dude, like if you don't, you don't have fuck, to. It doesn't yeah. matter. But in the in the I know. It's, 
for law enforcement, they have quotas they had to meet, which yeah. I think is fucking ludicrous. I don't know what the reason is. So I, I don't know if it's actually ludicrous. It sounds stupid. It's pretty fucking dumb. I feel like it's probably due to money. They probably need a certain amount of quotas to quantify them getting this much money yeah. for their department, which is which is fine. It's like a, it's a one of the legalities they got to get around in the same way that people have to wear masks when they walk into a restaurant, but not when they sit down. Yeah, it's just one of the things you got to so go around. Stupid, bro. But it's still, I'm like, dude, you're, you're like, the problem is you forget that these uh, quotas are at the expense of people, you yeah. know, in the same way that like it, in crypto, when Elon Musk sends a tweet as a joke to like shit on Bitcoin or shit on whatever. And then like people lose money, but I don't think he knows like, yo, someone, they're probably stupid, but they put their life savings into Bitcoin oh, or whatever. Yeah. And they just lost $500,000. Yeah. And you don't know. Cause you're not, you're not aware. Yeah. And I just, that's why I push so much awareness factors. I'm like, just, Think about where you're at, you know, mm. and try and put yourself in other people's shoes a little bit because it's good. It's just if everyone was more like 10% more aware, things would just run smoother, I yeah. think. You know, I'm sure other things would come up if everyone was aware that some, uh, some other problem would come up. But I just think so many problems can be solved with just like a little bit of perspective, Yeah. you know. And because when I talk to like someone like you and I'm like, man, you're such a, a chill, normal, relaxed, like laid back guy, it seems like. And... uh <laughs> And I know everyone, like, well, everyone has like the things yeah. that I mean, you know, yeah. obviously like yeah. different circumstances make you like act you differently. But oh, yeah. I was like, I know like the type of person you are as far as like morals and shit. I know where those lie in the sense that I could, like, I want to, like, we are friends for those reasons. You know, yeah. but there are also people that I talk to where I'm like, I, you're insufferable. That's mm-hmm. fucked. And I don't know how people could want to be around you. I don't get it, dude. Cause yeah. you know, you'll, you'll see those people and they'll have thousands of followers yeah. miraculously. Right. But they're the most shitty people. And, like, deep down, they really only got, like, a friend or two. You know, like, I got, like, hella friends. But I'm not, like, big on the social media shit. But, like, I mean, like, you're a friend. Like, I consider you a friend. I have, like, I mean, I'm not going to name them or anything. But, like, I mean, like, I could count them on my hand how many, like, friends I could, like, okay, sit down and let's have a deep fucking talk. You know, it's, it's, I feel like a lot of people don't have that and it's weird it's, it's really weird. weird because i'm like i'll be like yeah i'll be on like a fucking uh bumble or tinder or whatever i'll be swiping i'll say yeah, only here for friends it's like how are you looking for friends on a fucking app you know like just literally talk just talk to people or yeah. like do things that you enjoy and then you'll find friends that way exactly you know i mean like common interests like you yeah. can't expect to find common interests on a fucking app like, it's hard i mean i i on my on my tinder my bio right now is that I'm traveling and mm-hmm. I just want to like take me to your favorite place. Like that's all it says. It's something like traveling in my car, uh, and then something like take me to your favorite hike or like whatever. Like, and I'm not even gonna go on that. No, it's yeah, just no, for no. like it's bored. I'm just bored. Yeah. But uh, no, it is true. I mean, there's certain. I just don't think everyone's like mature enough to have conversations. Yeah. Not not everyone is ready to have a conversation like that. And I guess since I'm here now and I am ready, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to put myself in the shoes of because I can't remember what it was like to not be aware of myself a little bit, yeah. you know? And I always had some level of it because I'm, I'm a big believer in, because I know before I took a psychedelic, I had heard that it changes like the way you think and yeah. the way you look at the world and it does. But I also believe that whatever you were already on, whatever path you were already kind of on, for the most part, it's only amplifying that. Like I already was a deep person who like thought about this shit before yeah. and it only amplified that for me. Yeah. I don't see that many people who didn't think that way before take acid and become that now i think they <laughs> yeah. just took like if they're a party animal and they took acid at a party 
they're just going to be like, oh, that was awesome. Like, I thought about this thing, and they don't really change much. No, you know, yeah. it's just intentions, like yeah, why you took that drug. Yeah, it's like the intention, like what what intent do you have on when you like take this drug, like or in like anything in general. It's all about like your intentions going in and like how that how you expect it to shape you and how it in reality it either does or it doesn't. Yeah, and it, it's just cool to think about. Yeah, real cool shit. It's cool shit to think about, and also it's it's funny because I think so much, so especially when I'm on the road, I just have too much time to think. And I'm like, man, I, I put this on a TikTok actually, and I was walking on a hike. I was walking up, and I remember I couldn't get out of my head, and uh, I just, I was getting frustrated. I didn't know where the peak was. I didn't know if there. I was on like the wrong hike. I went on one thinking I was here, yeah. and I showed up, and I was like, okay, this isn't the same hike. I was yeah. out of service. I was like, fuck, it, I was going this hike anyway. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know how long it was. I didn't know if there was a peak. So I'm sitting there frustrated as fuck. And eventually, after like two hours of hiking, I'm like, okay, I don't know where I am. I'm just going to turn around. Yeah. And I like came to peace with it. But I was on the way back. And I started – and I was on the same exact path. All I did was turn around and walk back, right? Yeah. So I'm like an hour and a half in. And I remember I was at a point where I was in the last third before the uh, entrance of the hike. And I was like, yo, I can kind of remember the shit I was thinking about while I was walking up yeah. toward the peak or toward like the, when I first started the hike. All the things I was – throwing my head in for circles about like random situations or arguments I was going to have in my head. Yeah. I was like, none of that did anything for me. No. I was like, that was such a, not a waste, but almost a waste. Yeah. I was like, I was just putting myself through all this stress for some random scenario that didn't happen. No. Doesn't exist. And I was like, why do I do this to myself? It's like those shower thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. They're so useless though. Like what are they, what are they actually doing for you? (laughs) <laughs> what are they doing oh, fucking nothing dude. <laughs> so i have those con- dude I, like i'll get this like weird shit like probably once or twice no once every week or two or i i can't fall asleep Same. and i'll stay up all night literally until like four or five and Same. i'll just be in my bed like <laughs> thinking about like man why did i say that <laughs> or like some dumb shit like and i can't think of it right now because you know it's gone yeah. but like it's just stupid stuff i'll think about and it's like I'll get so mad because I'm like, dude, it's four in the morning. Yeah. Like, go to bed. Like, <laughs> can't. Why can't we fall asleep? You know, it, it's just it. It triggers me hard. I'm gonna when I find a place that I feel comfortable living and being happy living. Mm-hmm. The first thing I'm doing is signing up for a meditation class because I was like, I need to get good at this, and it's really fucking hard to make yourself do it. Yeah. It's like it's like stupid hard to to sit down and intentionally do nothing and think about nothing like that is the hardest thing to do ever i I would that's i put that at the same level of difficult it's a it's a different type of difficult it's not like running a marathon yeah it's a mental battle and it's hard it's harder in my opinion than running like a marathon because it's different it's like all in your head and it's so hard to stop those thoughts sometimes and i'm just like i have to get good at this i have to get good at meditation there's no other way dude all right dude so when i was like on my uh, psychedelic trip in high school like after the fact i remember it was like october november and i didn't i didn't have a job or anything after school so what i would do is i would get home from school i would go on a run and then i would go because like there's woods behind my house and i would sit at this tree and i'd sit down and like it would get dark at like 6 six thirty, so i would just sit there until then and like i would meditate and shit and i did it for about like a month or so and like that was every day and i found out like a lot about like myself and like life and it it was really like 
I don't know. I kind of like came to the conclusion, like when you meditate, like you have to be in this environment where it's like, I would do it outside, definitely in nature and like surrounded by like trees and stuff. Cause you can like close your eyes and just like hone in on the, like, like literally just like breathing and being alive. I remember like sitting there and like, just, I like, I would like have these thoughts. Right. And what I would do is like, I'd put them, I would like have all these thoughts and I'd imagine like a river in my head. And then I would, every single thought that I would have, I would just be like, okay, it's going in the river and then it's flowing away. And then that's how I kind of got it's over the hurdle it. of like every single, cause like, you know, like it's hard. It's like, you'll be sitting there and it's like, man, there's a fucking bug, <laughs> like, you know, it's like, damn. But like I do, I swear to God, like I was able to be like, it's there and I'm not going to fucking touch it. And I'm, it's literally a thought like you, it, it's a, it's a battle. It's really a it battle. Is. And, um, it was really sick, man. Like I remember I was doing it so much and I, I was like, I, I got this feeling one night. It was like a full moon. And I was like, I need to go to my fucking tree and I need to sit. It was like one in the morning and I was like, and I'm not going to use a flashlight. So I just went oh, out shit. there and I walked, I was barefoot. I was like, I want to feel the fucking earth, man. And I was walking, I walked and sat down on my tree and I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is it. This is it. And I was just thinking, cause like, you know, I didn't give a shit. I was like, man, like someone sees me like, and like and yeah yeah literally like i don't give a fuck like i'm a kid like i'm 15 14 like i'm literally just out here vibing and that shit was magnificent it it was really like i got my breathing down like i would do the oh like i'd bring my guitar and like hit the note that's kind of how i taught myself like to sing a little bit it was like matching the notes and i kind of came to the conclusion that like this whole life that we have like everything's like a song everything's like a vibration like a frequency and we're all like vibing at our own frequency and it's like really cool to like meet someone that like or just be able to like recognize that fact and like when you can sense someone's like not on their game it's probably because like they're not like resonating or whatever at their normal pace or 100%. yeah, it's just cool shit. No, it's, it's dope. It's yeah. dope for sure. Yeah. Knowing that, yeah, that basically what you said, just recognizing that that is a thing and mm-hmm. that we're all on just the frequency of whatever we're at. Yeah. And it's cool when you meet someone who's like, they're probably on it. I mean, I think everyone's on their own ex- like specific vibration or frequency or whatever, but some are just more similar in the sense yeah. that we're all like thinking about the same stuff or on the same type of journey or whatever. And it's cool when you meet people that are just beat to the same type of drum that you're on. Oh, yeah. And you're like, fuck yeah. See, I also like thinking about like how we're all the same but so different. Because like when you think of it like like, anatomically, I think that's the word. (laughs) Anatomically. It's like, yeah, we're like, we're literally the same skeleton. Like our bones and our, our meat and muscles, we're all the same. It's just the only thing that separates us is like our face and our genetics and but other than that we're like carbon copies of one another and it's really cool to be like okay like we're carbon copies and we also same like we we share like similar skeletal structures with like virtually every organism on this planet like we all have like rib cages and fucking oh yeah yeah, it's just cool to think about it's like we're all evolved from one point in time and we all branched off like every point of life and I don't know. I, I really get this like feeling of like com- 
complete and like fullness when I think about that. It's like super comforting to be like, this is my home and this is my planet and like everything here is like, like I'm bound to it and it's bound to me because like, like I came from the fucking dust. Like, our like, like we we came from like a death of a star. You know yeah. what I mean? And we have all like been evolving to this point in time and this is where we're at and it's just chill. It's yeah. fucking cool. It's like a blessing and a curse that we can think to that level. Right. Because we get to, if you ponder too much, you start to just sit there and like, ponder forever yeah, you'd be and like, okay, well, then start but, asking why and shit yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't want to do that <laughs> but it's, it's cool though like if you can do both like i remember i saw some tiktok this guy that we're actually supposed to do a podcast together mm. but he talks about the same he's like he's like on our same exact frequency about stuff but he made it and he's really good at verbalizing concepts that i can't even begin to try and describe he's just really good at it and uh he said something along the lines of like yo what's even the point of me coming to these conclusions that are just whatever about the world like yeah. just random like these things that are all philosophical in nature but like what why do i need to know this and and his whole account is basically those types of videos but he's like that's not all like, i'm not always thinking about that he goes i'm not like going through my day waking up and going oh man the earth is spinning at this yeah. this rate like flying through the sky he's like i'm just thinking about whatever like what assignment i have to do today or whatever yeah. you know and he was like, I'm not thinking in this spiritual state all the time. He goes, it's just an aspect of me, a part of me that comes in every now and then. He's like, it's more of like an underlying awareness mm-hmm. thing that's there. And it's just kind of like my baseline. He goes, but it's so weird that we, like you'll see someone's persona online and think, wow, they're always thinking about philosophy yeah. or like people who are like spiritual teachers like Eckhart Tolle or like Alan Watts, those yeah. people. And I'm like, yo, that's, I mean, he's probably more spiritual than most people, but he also has like a normal life. Yeah. And he's also going to the grocery store and having to sit in line just like we are, or like doing a self checkout. You can never imagine Mm -hmm. these people doing those things. He was like, it's just so weird that he's like, I'm just, when I have these thoughts, they just pop up. And he goes, not, he's like, it's just weird that not everyone has those thoughts ever, Mm. you know? And I think it's, it's a lot with our situation right now with technology. It's so easy to distract yourself. And I don't. Even, I didn't even think about it as distraction until recently. Yeah. When I noticed it, me noticing that I'm trying to sit and do nothing, but I can't. I'm like, why? Well, I I need a, like, if I'm in the bathroom taking yeah. a shit, I'm pulling out my phone. I'm playing Dream oh, Week, yeah. or oh, I'm yeah. going on TikTok. I'm like, why can't? Why do I need to distract myself? And when yeah. I realized that, I was like, oh, it's a distraction. I'm distracting myself from shitting. <laughs> no, not even that. I'm, <laughs> I'm distracting myself from like I'm like scared to sit there and. Just not, it's weird. Just it's, shit. Yeah. yeah, it's like I'm scared. I'm not scared, but like we like are running away from being quiet and still. And some guy wrote a, a quote, and he was like, "Man's worst uh, thing about us is that we can't sit in a room alone." Yeah. And think that like, we just can't. We're too scared. It's like a weird place to be. Mm-hmm. You'd rather pull out your phone. Oh yeah. And I can't even get away from that sometimes. I'm like, I still can't help it. I'll sit there and be like, I shouldn't do this. And I pull my phone anyway. Yeah. You know? I mean, when, when you get down to that point, it's like, how many moments have you missed because you've been, you know, looking at your phone and shit. And I'm, I've, I know I've missed a good amount because it's like, or especially like, I never, like, I dude, it irks me so bad when I go to a concert or some shit and people are filming the concert. Yeah. And it's just like, so you're, you're, you're willingly paying to come film something on your phone instead of experiencing Experiencing. it because you want to watch it back later and post it what are you fucking like like it just i don't know man it always pisses me off i feel you there i hate that i noticed that when i when i left and um 
I found myself living for like the content. Like I, I, I viewed it in a different way. Once I got out there, I realized what it was and wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I like kind of compared it to that first week in Hawaii where we were there for content. So everything we did was for the picture. And yeah. we accepted that and that's what it was that first week. And we knew the second week was not content based. We were like, look, we're not going to this hike to get this picture. He goes, we're going on this hike because we want to go on this hike, you know? Yeah. And so that's a, diff- that's a totally different mindset going in. And when I first left, the first few days, I was looking for the place to get the cool pictures. And I found myself going like, man, I'm, I'm going to find cool places to take pictures no matter what I'm doing, where I'm going. Because I'm on this trip to travel. So I'm going to find it no matter what. Why am I going out of my way to go do something I probably wouldn't normally want to do yeah. if it wasn't for this picture? Why don't I just document what I'm doing? And then that's going to mean more to me anyway than getting mm. a cool random picture in this place I don't have any connection to. Yeah. You know, and when I started doing that and thinking that way, I'm excited now because I have all this experience now of the of the travel that I first did and I actually go to Montana or Utah or these places I want to go. With this awareness now, I'm like, okay, I'm here to document my, my life here. That's what I want to do. I like doing it and it's fun. But I don't want to go out of my way to create something and become yeah. like a creator rather than like a documenter. Yeah. You know, and that's why I like this because it's just very candid you're just here talking about whatever's in your mind exactly yeah and it's dope you know and that's that's why i didn't want to do interview podcasts at first because i was like well i don't want to like i don't want it to be a guest-based podcast where i'm just like interviewing them about random shit but then i was like wait i can just i mean they have their own experiences and thoughts about stuff i can just talk about what i want to talk about yeah they're probably gonna have some thoughts on it and then well i mean obviously there's some information tailored to whoever i'm interviewing yeah but uh once i started and I realize how not scary it is, yeah. just in general, of just doing things. Man, I just can't stop talking about <laughs> the fact that I'm like, dude, just go do that thing. Like, yeah, it's scary though. I remember I have a video where I literally quit on camera almost. Really? Yeah, like I posted my YouTube where I was I was about to go get another job and work mm. for another few months, and then I just said, nah, I'm not doing this. And I pulled out of the parking lot, completely just skipped the interview. Wow. And uh, quit all my other jobs that day, like I quit Kaleidoscope and Loggerheads. Mm. And uh, and I like filmed it, and it was like very candid and, and very like in the moment. Mm. And I was like, damn, that was scary for about 20 minutes. And yeah. And then I was like, all right, now I'm here. Yeah. You know, and that, that's like the confidence you build. You like build a higher self esteem when you put yourself through something and then you come out on the other side. Like, there are some song lyrics like that where they're talking about it. He's like, yo, you've made it to this point in your life. Every single moment where you thought, I'm not going to get through this, mm-hmm. you end up getting through. Yeah. And so in my last podcast, I talked about it. I was like, yo, if you were to get some guru walk up to you, some God-like figure, and he goes, yo, um, when you're 60, this thing's going to happen to you. And then he walked away. You'd be like, okay, wow. So that means anything that happens from now till 60, I'll get through. Every single one of those things, I'll be alive. Yeah. And that, like confidence in yourself if you can just believe that you're like yo i'm gonna be alive at 80 that means every single time something crazy happens to you where you're like i'm not gonna get through this you will get through it yeah you know and that's a good feeling to have and that's a good place to be mentally because if you don't have that and you're like yo i don't think i can get through this mm-hmm. and some people don't have that confidence in themselves then that's where something like suicide could happen yeah. you know and that's that's scary because i'm it's scary and it's it's not that it's unnecessary but i'm like man if more people were talking about this stuff and it became more normal to just have these conversations and it'd be like a thing, it would just end so much suffering, I yeah. feel like, especially for kids growing up, mm-hmm. you know, with like self-confidence. We've talked about it, like just being self-conscious, self-conscious and insecure yeah. in high school. Mm-hmm. That's all high school is. That's why it's so yeah, toxic. Literally. Everyone is insecure, yeah. but no one knows it. Everyone yeah. thinks they're the only one going through it. Yeah. And I was like, why, why are people not talking about this? You know, and that's why I'm like, I can't stop talking about it. I'm like, people need this needs to be a thing. I need to talk about it so other people start talking about it. 
So that's mainstream. That way, when I'm when there's 15 year old kids in high school walking around insecure that you know they got puffy nipples or they're not tall enough, I'm like, yo, that guy who is tall enough who who doesn't have puffy nipples, he's worried about the fact that he's too tall, yeah. you know, or the fact that his dick isn't big enough or whatever. Like everyone's got their own shit they're worried about, and yeah. no one knows that until after. Yeah. You, know, you don't notice that until you're out of high school, and then it's too late. Yeah. You know, but then they don't even tell the kids in high school, or they they get to an adult and they become parents, and they don't tell that to their kid yeah i'm like no you remember I and mean, you probably forgot but like if you can remember like yo these are things i was worrying about in high school and they were dumb i'm here now i'm alive i'm all good i got through it it wasn't that big of a deal why would you not tell your kid that and help them out a little bit you know yeah. that would deepen your relationship with your kid your kid would be better off and i was like it's just all good things and i'm like these it's just communication and so that's why i love the podcast it's great talk yeah <laughs> it's going to rants yeah yeah, yeah. yeah man i i uh i don't know it, it's like the insecure shit about like high school and stuff is really like because i was like extremely insecure like i don't know i think i low-key had like a eating disorder at one point because i would like i would like eat barely anything and then fucking run like six miles like you know like and I don't know. I was just like, I need to get as thin as possible because like previously, like I was made fun of for being like bigger and shit. So I was like, I need to like change myself because of the way that people think about me. And I ended up doing it. And I was like, this is fucking gay. I don't yeah. like this. Like I, I literally based my whole, like a chunk of my life on what someone else thought and they probably don't even fucking remember saying it they probably thought it for no. two seconds yeah and they probably were like haha fat ass and yeah. then thought and then i saw it, it was yeah. in my head for years you yeah. know that that awareness is good because you remember oh, yeah. and you know like when you walk past someone and you judge someone for something mm -hmm. one second later you forget yeah it's not, it's not like you think about it yeah. you're like oh that guy has a weird looking shirt and he probably is aware that he probably has a weird looking shirt mm -hmm. but he's like oh everyone's thinking they're all probably laughing at me you're like yo he probably fucked on you for one second and then moved yeah, on you exactly know? and that's good to know. That's good oh, for yeah. you to know. It's good for everyone to know. Mm -hmm. If you, it's just anyone. If I mean for everyone, if they just had a little bit more, just like I think it's just self confidence. I'm like that can be taught. You know, you can you can teach self confidence if you do it early enough with your kids. Like yo, these kids can make fun of you, and you just like you're always there for them, and you like reinforce that. A lot of parents talk about the fact that they're like, well, you don't get it. You don't have kids. I'm like, I know that, and I know that they're like, well, there's all these things you have to worry about. Uh, just to keep your kid like alive and i was like yeah. i understand that but is that worth it like if your kid's gonna be alive except they hate you and they don't have a good life they have a bad self-image themselves i'm like you could just add in a little more effort there in this yeah. one department that you completely left out because you didn't think it was important now they have a shitty self-image and they have confidence issues for their whole life yep. and they're gonna pass that on forever for yeah. every generation i was like you can stop that and so with oh okay where i was going with that is that when I had like puffy nipples growing up, I wasn't mm -hmm. tall. I thought my dick was too small. Like all those things everyone thinks of when they're when they're growing up. And the way I combated that was like, okay, well, I can't get rid of this. I can't change most of the things I'm worried about, like the height thing. That's genetic. Yeah. You know, all the things I was worried about were all things I couldn't control. But I was like, okay, so one thing I can control if my nipples are puffy or I have like droopy titties or whatever. I was like, okay, I can just work out my chest a little bit yeah so for like six years seven years i mean that wasn't the only reason i mean once i started working out it changed a little bit like why i was doing things but i mean i started working out and like now i have like a bigger chest it like covers up the fact that i have like puffier nipples and it's not like a big deal anymore 
Uh, for a while, I had like small shoulders because I forgot that you have to work out shoulders to grow <laughs> shoulders. So yeah. for five or for three years, I did shoulders every day. Now I'm at a point where I look at a picture and I don't see the shoulder. Yeah. You know, and I don't worry about it. And that's all I wanted. And so that's like a much more realistic thing if you can come up with solutions that don't uh, that actually have like a a cap. Mm-hmm. You know, the problem is with a lot of people when they set goals is they set a very lofty goal, which is good, but there's no actual like specific goal they're like i want to lose weight and you're like okay well at what point are you going to be good yeah you know you have to set like an exact thing like for me i was like okay i want to get to a point where my shoulder actually sticks out a little bit i was like once i'm there i'm done i'm i'm good i don't need to worry but i don't want to have the biggest shoulders in the world i just want to have a shoulder that exists you know so for me (laughs) when i look at a picture if i don't zone in my shoulder i won and so i said when that day happens i'm done i'll still work out my shoulder because i like it but like I don't need to think about it anymore. That was mm-hmm. the only thing I was chasing. So when I got there, and like three months ago, I saw a picture of my shirt off, and my shoulder was there. Yeah. And I was like, dope. I don't need a face tune. I don't need to like yeah. highlight anything or edit it. I'm good to go. That's when I stopped worrying about the shoulder, you know. And that for me, that goal was like check mark, and I don't like feel unsatisfied. Yeah. You know, and that's a much easier, realistic thing to do versus when you're like, I'm trying to get big. Like, well, how big? You're never going to be big enough if no. you say, I want to be big. No, because it's always that, like, I don't know. Maybe it's the way our society is. It's like, it's like whenever you have what you want, it's not enough. Yeah. And it's just like. It's because you don't have a specific thing. You're like, I yeah. want that. Right? Yeah. Well, what what is it about that? Like, when you look at a guy who looks really good with the shirt off, mm-hmm. I want to look like that. You're like, well, you can't. You're not six foot four. Exactly. <laughs> like, find yeah. something that you can actually attain. And when you get there, go, is this really what I wanted? Because if it is, then you're good. You know, then you won't want something more. I mean, all we all, um, according to J. Cole, <laughs> all any boy wants is just to be loved. Facts. That's what I want. I just want to be loved. I just want to be told you are enough. You're fine. The way you are, you're awesome. And that's all I want. And no one, but it's because no one yeah. said that growing up. I mean, exactly. no one says that stuff. Like mm-hmm. the other day, me or actually yesterday, my grandma was talking about that. And she said that a couple of times. She's like, you're so like, you're good here. You're good there. And like, you should be self-confident because you're good. And I was like, wow, if what, like, why didn't you tell me that right. when I was seven? Like I yeah. could have, I mean, I, it's nice to hear now, but I have yeah. that confidence in myself now because of the things I put through because I didn't get that. But I was like, if you had told me that earlier, my dad had shared some stories or like, been vulnerable with me i was like that would have been so much more effective then right. you know yeah. that's why i'm like why not if you think those things when you're when you look at your like if the parents like looks at the kid and they just decide not to say that I'm like yo what are you losing by not saying that like yeah. why not tell your kid you love them exactly you know like you yeah. know how many kids out there that i know including me that like they've heard their parents say i love you like once or never like hug their mom twice in their whole life i'm like yeah. yo that's very common actually yeah. like they just for some reason they don't think it'll do anything and I'm like, you don't know what that does to a kid when you don't show love, you know, when you, yeah. like I've told my parents, like you, you never hugged or kissed each other mm-hmm. the, until we were like college. Yeah. And I was like, so I didn't think you liked each other. Yeah. And they're like, no, we love each other. I was like, really? Like, yeah, we do. We just don't show you. Like we don't kiss in front of you. I was like, and that's their own decision. I was like, but that made me think that I, y'all were missing something yeah. and it made me view love in a different way because mm-hmm. of that. And so it was just weird. You just never know like how you're affecting other people, especially when you're raising them. Yeah, I mean, bro, when when I get my wife, I'm I'm gonna be hitting whether that kid's <laughs> there or not. I guarantee uh, he's gonna hear that shit. 
Well, it's just funny because, I mean, I talk to, not that hippie families are the most perfect families, yeah. but when you have a family that's open line communication, they don't give a fuck about being politically correct or, like, getting mad because you walk around in your underwear or whatever. Oh, I'm like, yeah. it's just such a, it's not toxic, you know? No. And I was like, you can attain not toxic. Mm-hmm. Not toxic is an actual attainable goal. You know, you don't need the perfect life. You don't need to have everything dialed in and amazing. But if you can just not have toxic... That's very realistic, and I oh, think yeah. it's very attainable, and a lot of people can get that. I just don't think they know. I just don't think they know that they're missing out on that, you know? And yeah. you don't know that you're missing out on it until you, you, like, get a taste of it, I guess. Like, now, me and my family, when we go out to dinner, it's fun. Because yeah. like, we fuck around, we talk about whatever, we're making jokes. That was not a thing before, like, last year. It was really? awkward. I hated yeah. anything. with the, Like, if we had family trips, I was like kill myself uh, literally dude, same here man but now that like yeah. we talked about it and i was like yo this is the reason it sucked and i was like we tried to make it fun we forced it to make it fun mm-hmm. but i was like i just you weren't like talking you weren't like i couldn't i didn't think i could talk to you you didn't think you could talk to me and i was like, that's the problem yeah if you can just be open with people this is friends this is coworkers. this is everything mm-hmm. in life you know it's just like 90 percent of the problems that people face mentally can be fixed with just people opening up a little bit yeah see, you know like, being yeah, vulnerable. i'm like i'm like super close with my mom and so like anytime we have a family trip or anything it's like usually just like me and her chilling and like talking about shit like we usually go on trips with my uh, cousin and my aunt and it's always me it always turns to me and my mom talking shit about them <laughs> <laughs> it's so great dude i love it but like yeah anytime we go on a trip like it's usually like me and my mom being like just having like deep talks about like life and shit and like i always like ask her about like stories and shit like i remember one time she was telling me about how she had like this duck growing up and it was just her little (laughs) pet duck and i was like that is the cutest fucking thing like that's so sick and oh like i like one time she like was like riding her bike and she fucking like fell off and like broke her collarbone and like Jesus. had to go to the hospital. Yeah, it was fucked. But I mean, like that's just like the little things that you learn about your parents and like those trips and stuff. Yeah. And it's well, really it humanizes cool. them. It, be- yeah, it exactly. becomes like when you're growing up, it's parent child. Yeah, it's all it ever is. There's a certain point where you cross where you're like probably in your teens where you're like, okay, we need to begin this transition. Yeah, like I'm not. I'm becoming less of a parental figure trying to keep you alive i mean that was the goal when you're seven you know yeah. you're, you're gonna fall off a, like a mount like a bike and die if, yeah. you, if i don't take care of you but once you hit like 14 15 i'm like yo your duties have changed a little bit you don't need to worry about keeping your yeah. kid alive as much versus fostering their emotional state and stuff like your yeah. your duties change a little bit and i don't think that's like acknowledged yet mm-hmm. and i'm like it's true. I mean, that's why so many parents have identity crises when their kid graduates. Yeah. Because they were a parent for the past 20 years. Like, I'm mom. Yeah. That's me. I'm mom. I'm dad or whatever. And I'm like, you're not mom or dad after 15, 16. You're still mom and dad, but you're everything's different. You know? And when your kid moves out, a lot of parents have trouble coming to terms with that and going, okay, my kid's like an adult. Yeah. I can't, you know, nick not like nag at them every time something happens. And when you do, you're just pushing them away. Yeah. You know, and... And it's just like realistic. I'm like, yo, be realistic here. I'm like, if you want a better relationship with your kid, quit nagging them about bullshit that doesn't really matter. I'm like, yeah. you're mad because they wear this shirt that you don't like. I'm like, that's a you thing. That's yeah. not a them thing. Mm-hmm. They're comfortable wearing that shirt. And as long as it's not like fully naked and they're going to get arrested, I'm like, 
you're not going to stop them by no. you telling them like you shouldn't wear it. You're just going to piss them off. They're going to just bring it to their car. Yeah. And then know? that's why when parents are like, why don't you want to hang out with me? And you see these TikToks now, you're like, um, because you literally shit on me every yeah. time I try, try to talk to you. Like, why would I want to hang out with you? It's like, yeah. if your boss said that to you, you wouldn't want to go to get lunch with them. Exactly. You know, and it's just insecure. Yeah. Like, just, if you can just get rid of that insecurity and not worry about other people and what they're going to think about you or just solve so many problems, you know, just everything stems from that, like one okay. toxic thing Yeah. and just passes on. Man, I feel like we we're in the, we were in the weeds about oh, yeah. insecurity for so long. Oh, <laughs> we, yeah. just, we were talking about that for a yeah. good bit. I just checked the time. I got to. Yeah. I was going to say we've probably yeah. been going for a while now. Yeah. Um, is there any last, last minute little shout outs you want to give? Uh, shout out Nick. Shout out, Shout out Nick. my girl Raquel. Oh shit! We did a podcast together. Did you? Oh yeah, she was dope. Yeah, yeah mad dope. I was gonna say you're you're great at this. You're, oh yeah, you should Thank open. You. you should do your own. We I, that's the plan. I mean, me and Nick want to. I know he wants to interview. Do something. That's why I was asking you about the cameras and shit. Like yeah. with yeah, but yeah, no, this is a great. This is a wonderful camera because it has the flip out screen. Yeah, it's the best. This is a thousand bucks. Um, if you're gonna go Sony, I would go with this camera. I mean, it's okay. it's perfect. The only issue is you gotta switch out the batteries like every hour or so. Mm. But most podcasts are an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so a lot of the time you don't even need to. But all right, so we got the shout outs done. Uh, what was the question I usually ask at the end? I asked this to Dalton. Oh, uh, where where you think you'll be like at in, in when you're 40? The UN. UN? Mm-hmm. Damn. That's where I want to be. I'd be epic. Yeah. I'd be pretty big epic right there. Yeah. I don't know why, but I was like looking at the Peace Corps and shit and um, – well, I was looking at like UN job like requirements and shit, and you have to be proficient in two of the like, uh, whatever big languages, and it's English and Spanish. So I minored in Spanish. Oh, yeah. I'm going to a Spanish speaking country. I'm gonna learn Spanish. So that's the plan, and I'll get a master's in something and end up there hopefully. hopefully. That'd be epic. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Cool man. Well, well, uh, we're just gonna end the podcast here. Yep. We'll see y'all later. Bye bye. Peace.